0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. This is your favourite time of the week. This is my favourite time of the week. And I am Nick Brown, Frowny Brown, from Frowny Brown Town. The longest week of our lives is finished. And today we will be taking you through every deadline, a deal that has been completed in this transfer window of the Premier League. All the hits all the misses from your favourite clubs as we break down the new looks of the Premier League teams as well as Facebook's finest and looking ahead at week 4 of this year's Premier League season. And of course, I am never alone. I am joined by a man who starred in our opening game for our Soccer Fives team, Mickey Kennedy. How are you feeling after those two goals and two assists?
1: Well, I could have had three assists if you didn't miss that one-on-one. That it, I Literally, for everyone who didn't see the game, which is everyone, <laughs> I literally cut the whole defence in half just so he could miss it. And uh, a 101, it was disgraceful.
0: It was 9-4 at the time. We weren't coming back anytime soon. How are we feeling after everything? But, you know, uh, we've kind of international breaks happened, was it, it was
1: a pretty boring weekend, wasn't it? It really, yeah, it, it reminds me of uh, the off-season kind of thing, you know? Um, not much happened. You know, like obviously, I was keeping a pretty close uh, eye on the deadline day, which we will go over in a minute, but... Um, besides there, it's it's not really that much too exciting. Obviously, the international games are good to have a look at, but at the same time, um, I, I always find that this this weekend's you get a taste of the Premier League being back, and then it's just yep. like taken off you straight away. Hundred um, percent. Before you can get excited about you know getting into the season, all of a sudden there's an international break. You're like, God, I have to wait a week, and it's almost like counterproductive. You know what I mean? Like, you know. You finally get to watch the, the Premier League again, and then after two weeks, like, oh, well, no, you got a week break. I went, like, no, so
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out to um to Talk Sport for um like as you you and me were both on that probably you know all of the t- deadline day is incredible coverage that they were doing. Yes,
1: consistently through. They they really got second to none. Um, not only in in coverage, but they're just the guys that they've got on board there. Yeah. Um, they're just they know the game. They know the people to know as well. Yep. Uh, and that's why they're the ones that I, I find that they always find out the information first, and their their shows in general is something that we we probably look up at, you know, yeah. like we look up to kind of thing. And they've you know, footballing was I, I strongly suggest they're the, they're the best, I reckon, and it's great to listen to, and their opinions as well. They've got great opinions. A hundred
0: percent, like yeah, we. You know, i'm definitely going to admit that you know there's some opinions that they say that we would borrow 100% just to kind of just go on just because we
1: agree with them as well i think yeah. as well Why?
0: and um something that they also do is that and you know this isn't them particularly but their callers their callers are actually knowledgeable which is just ridiculous to me because when in australia when we when you know our sports come on for talkback radio they're all <laughs> idiots like they have no idea exactly right. every caller that came on to talk sport the, the um the would just go yeah i completely agree yeah
1: <laughs> just- and and the only thing too... um they're not afraid to have a debate with the caller as well. Like, yeah. Um, I find the difference between those ones is they actually, um, in Australia, they're very much a quick, have you say, get off kind of thing where um, I find on Talk Sport you can have, you can voice your opinion, um, whether they agree with it or not, you can discuss, you know, the, the reasons why you do or don't agree. And, um, and the thing is that people over there are very knowledgeable about the game. Obviously, you know, football's massive. So, but... You generally find the callers have have got a reasoning behind it, and because the callers themselves, a lot of them are season ticket holders and and guys that go to the game each week, they've got an inside knowledge of their club and they know exactly what's going on and yeah and um and that's what makes their opinions so pretty much spot on most of the time I think.
0: That's exactly it. And like just just on deadline day, what was your overall thoughts? Because you look at it and there was you know a lot of things were promised every deadline day.
1: Everyone, yep. especially
0: for the Premier League, yep. there's there's no league in the world that is talked about as much. As the Premier League deadline day, apparently every deal is going to go through. There weren't as many massive deals, but there were a few surprises uh, coming through, as there always are. It's always interesting to see these really late bids coming through, just yes. to see like what the rationale
1: behind it is. Did you uh, enjoy it overall? I did enjoy it. Um, I think I don't know about you, but I was just kind of hanging on for that massive, just go whoa, yep. blow you out of your chair kind yeah, of deal. Exactly. Um, unfortunately, for anyone who doesn't know, that didn't. Quite happened There was a couple Of big deals I'd say But none of them That really blew Your socks off um, When I You know When I talk about that I, I think of the Torres And the Chelsea The 50 million dollar um, 50 million pound Transfer in, And actually In saying that A lot of those Those crazy deals Happened in January yeah. I think Mbappe Towards the end Was probably the You know The biggest one um, Crazy amount of money For a guy um, That's 18 years old And um, what were your thoughts on that, Nick? I think Peershea have played it very well, but getting him on loan for the year. Uh, so, so what Peershea have done for anyone who doesn't know, um, is the they've so they've got got him on loan with the op- an option to buy, which I think they pretty much have to carry out, and it's about hundred and sixty million yep. pounds.
0: That's exactly it. Um, um it's tough. Yeah.
1: it's a it's a huge sum of money, and
0: I. I'd be very interested to see if they like if they actually do have to carry it out or not because you know this is a guy who's only had one or two well one really great season and you know one okay season so he's not absolutely proven he's not somebody who's been doing it year after year so it'd be interesting to see, see if he had a poor season yeah what would happen like what because you know his value would obviously drop like he's he obviously he came on and this shows how, how strong just on the international front. France, um, you know, he came on for France and scores his goal. Like, you know, they have like Griezmann and Giroud. Once again, Giroud starts a lot for France. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he he, does, he's yeah. just, um, and to bring on Mbappe as a
1: sub in like, yeah, 160 million pound signing as just... a sub. How about Tol- Thomas Lamar's goal? Oh, Did you see that of what, um, yeah. volley off the left foot into the top left corner? I think Arsenal Wenger would have been sitting there crying. Well, that um, was that was right well, in the middle of deadline. Well, though. that was notably one of the the big bids, uh, um, and I think that's the reason why the Sanchez deal f- did fall through in the end. Um, from what I can gather, Arsenal made a 92 million pound bid for Thomas Lamar. Except the the fee was accepted between the two clubs, but it was actually Thomas Lamar himself that decided he did not want to play for Arsenal, which is <laughs> really just piling on to the amount of pressure that Arsenal have. Um, I heard the rumors so much so that Sanchez had even told his his um, Chile teammates because obviously he was in international break that yep. he was going to go, and yep. uh, which which actually led to a standing ovation. Um, <laughs> only for that to to turn back on him, which would have to be very heartbreaking because he did have his heart set on leaving to well uh, Manchester City. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that happen, and, and I feel like if that deal went through, that would have been the one that knocked me socks off—the 92 million Thomas Lamar, and you know, it's what could have been, I guess.
0: Well, yeah, there's uh, there is Lamar, there's Sanchez, there's Coutinho, there's Costa, there's Van Dijk. There was a lot of deals, like, and those are all massive deals. And none it?
1: of them—they're they're the big deals that everyone was waiting to happen, and um, I'm not going to say unfortunately. Yeah, but, well, I am. I, I, I like. Well, I love for the deal. you that had no, nothing to do with. Yeah, that, it, it that, just like, would have been cool. Yeah, there would have been big signings, but for me, who had a big uh, emotional investment in, in, in two of those trades, um, I'm going to say this right now. Coutinho, I'd rather Coutinho gone and have Van Dijk at the moment. Yep. I, 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 it's a huge call, which definitely with Champions League football, but um, also with the signing of uh, Oxide Chamberlain. From Arsenal, yes. I feel that Van Dijk is probably more important to Liverpool right now than Coutinho. Well,
0: what we'll do is, I think we'll um, you know, we've kind of uh, tried to break down almost like the minute by minutes of the deadline day. Um, yeah, you know, we're trying to get as um as accurate as we can. Mick, do you want to start taking us through?
1: Yeah, so I'll start taking us through, and uh, we're not going to go through every transfer that happened. We we will probably gone the headliners. Really, um, we're going to start with the the late the the. The night before the um, deadline day, day, uh, West Brom pulled off a couple of good ones. Yes. Now I'm going to give you the the rope to try and um, pronounce his last name. We all know the player, but we just can't (laughs) pronounce the name.
0: It's funny because I am um, I even Google like I usually sometimes when I don't know the name I'll actually Google how to pronounce it and then put the name and there's usually a YouTube video and there was no YouTube video for this name so I was just like fuck I can't even try that yeah <laughs> it's
1: like Krosnyak yeah I think that's, I think that's actually not too yeah, bad I think
0: Krosnyak's what what I was going the for.
1: PSG holding midfielder who will join West Brom on loan for the season I think this is a good uh, good deal for the guy uh, Polish international coming into a World Cup year. He's not getting a look in at Peershe. We're not getting that much of a look in at Peershe. He's going to a, a club that's re- really suits his play. He's a holding midfielder. Yes. Um. He can pass the ball, so he, he's going to be good around there. But um, under Tony Pulis, where he he emphasises on defence, I think you you will probably get the best out of this guy. Another defender joining is uh, Kieran Gibbs from Arsenal to West Brom. Um, uh, I think that's a solid deal. And yeah, hundred percent. And another guy that's kind of part of that that English Arsenal core that kind of. Never really went anywhere. I will put him in even like, you know, I'll probably a lot more than I was expected and nothing really happened. You yeah. know, that kind of that yeah. kind of basket. These are
0: these are two really good uh, deals. Karostniach um I'm just gonna call it that for now. Yeah. Um is not the first PSG guy to come to like a mid table Premier League team on loan with Hesse coming over. Yeah, it's a, exactly. It's it's very interesting the way that they've done their business. I think that's um it's almost like a it's interesting to wonder what their logic would be. I guess that they just want uh, starting t- starting players yep. to uh, have a crack. But, you know, these, these guys could um, definitely go for a bigger team and probably get a start. So it's interesting to see why they've done that. I think they're great signings, both of them, um, and Gibbs, of course, whip for West Brom. Yep. Um, you know, It shores up them at the back. I, you know, they're not conceding much at the moment, so like it, yeah, it, it, it should it, get stronger. It show,
1: yeah, it just shows how strong uh, West Brom defence could possibly be, and that's exciting. And... Another thing, too, that, that I think for West Brom, the most important thing is I held on to Johnny Evans, who was of large yep. interest in Manchester City. Um, a bit disappointing on his part, Johnny Evans. I thought, you know, going to, going to City would have been a really good move for him. You know, personally, he you know, he's been playing well, so he, he probably deserved that move. I think Pep's realised the defence he's, you know, he needs to play just one of those no-nonsense defenders, um, yeah. and that's probably why he went for him. Um Unfortunately for them and and Johnny Evans, that deal didn't go through, but he's still at West Brom and um, he's playing with Northern Ireland at the moment and they're doing pretty well with uh, Martin O'Neill, manager. Uh, we're going to move to um, to the first major deal of the day. There was a couple of small loanings um, in the morning. Uh, we're going to look at, go to 12 o'clock and, you know, we were talking two weeks ago about this guy, Jordan Chelsea, almost been a done deal and it really did. Yeah. Turn into a 180 um, Not only him Ross Barkley ha- yep. Famously having a medical fee um, Agreed and all that And then turning his back on Chelsea Deciding wanted to stay Ox was pretty much Signed to deliver at Chelsea At one stage Now decides to join Liverpool For a, a fraction of Of the wage bill as well is there something wrong with Chelsea at the moment? Uh,
0: I have no idea. Like Laurenti, same thing. Like Spurs poached Laurenti off Chelsea. They're huge on him. That uh, he has ties with Conte, uh, Conte as well. Um, so it's just it makes very little sense to why he would. I guess Ox would, thinks that he would um, be able to play his actual preferred
1: position in yeah. Liverpool. That's that's something... a more central role and probably got more of a chance of getting a start as well. Well, on Barkley,
0: honest. you just mentioned Barkley. Um, something that I've heard recently is that they he did the medical and something that Barkley didn't know was basically what his role was going to be within the team and funnily enough he tried to call uh, Conte and his phone was off and he was over in Italy uh, on the beach wearing some budgie smugglers reading a book and he never answered the phone and he was just Barkley just went well I don't know what I'm going to be doing so he said he would stay Yep. And, well, it just, oh, and it just shows what a like story, bud. What a story. well, how's that like how's how's the coach not really even having much of a say in what's going on? It shows yeah. like he's just you know he's just living it up in paradise at well, the time. Yeah,
1: on the on the um on the deadline day too, you reckon you at least have your phone on? You know what I mean? Like it's crazy, isn't it? What do we
0: what do we think of Ox? You know because last week you were saying like we were saying about you know basically going to be joining uh, joining Chelsea. You kind of went not sure if that's a great deal. All of a sudden he's flipped the script and he's come to your mob. So what are your what are your actual thoughts about? it? Are you happy with it? Or My thoughts not sure? haven't
1: really changed. I I feel like we're either going to see the best or the worst of him. Yeah. Um, I think we've got more chance of seeing the best of him now that he's he's left Arsenal. I think Arsenal have a real poisonous culture at the moment. Um, you know, no one wants to play there. Everyone wants to leave. And all the legends are giving it to him too. It, like all, yeah. All, all the past players are really and, and it'd be a really hard place to be at at the moment. Like um, it's uh, you almost have to feel a little bit sorry for him. No. Nah. No, you don't. Well, not you as a Spurs supporter, but <laughs> I feel sorry for him now that we pumped them four 0 Still, and uh, we're still on the winners list, Liverpool. That's so. exactly.
0: <laughs> well, that's exactly it. That it's the worst time to get the international break after a four 0 drumming for Arsenal, and that's yep. why that's why they're coughing so much, and that's why it seems like such well, a. It's negative funny,
1: you know. Like I, I, took the time out to uh, watch a bit of our favourite channel, Arsenal TV, uh, the other day. Oh,
0: how how's that lovely?
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know the fan blood guy. Yeah, yeah, our troops. Yeah, troops, our troops. I think it is. yeah, yeah. troops. And uh, I saw how deflated he looked in that video, and it was he was real, gone. It was really like it was it was sad. It was really sad, and you know,
0: it was funny. These
1: guys have been screaming the same message for over a year now. You know what I mean? Maybe it's time for those guys and the in the, bo- the Arsenal board to have a listen to them. But w- moving on to the the, uh, the issue, uh, the talking point at the moment that we're talking about. <laughs> Yep That is not coming out well Good good try Good (laughs) try Anyway um, Ox Ox Chamberlain joining Liverpool Um, It depends where he plays It depends if he gets to play In that favoured centre role You know um, If he can You know If if we can find the best in him Obviously he's got You know A lot of talent It's just whether he can unlock it At Liverpool Is going to be the main thing And you know Hopefully we don't see um, Him on the move To a middle-tied team In two years Because it's, it's fallen through And then you know, Arsenal have almost been proven right, um, but you know that it's. It, I really do feel it's a flip of a coin this one.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely could see Ox. You know, almost nudging out. A, you know, someone in centre mid. Could you know honestly, the only guy that I could see getting nudged out is Henderson, isn't it? Like that's.
1: Yeah, well, you can't see Emre Chan. Yeah, that's coming. exactly well,
0: right now. Henderson's probably the only guy I could see going. And, you know, that's a tough spot to go for. I wonder if he, you Good know, captain. I, I'd love to see yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd love to see what his um his talks were with Klopp kind of in terms of where he would be playing and how he'd be playing, if he's just a rotation player, if he's a starter, you know. Well,
1: well with Champions League football, you can't see him just being a, a, you know, a rotation player. I feel like he'll play a bit more of a role in that, whether, you know, cup games, you know.
0: Yeah. Champions League, yeah. all
1: those kind of things. Um. yeah, it's It's a real – I feel it's a real grey area.
0: Yeah, of course. And it is, as you said, it could be a flip of a coin. But, yeah, you know, I, I, I have high hopes for Ox. And I think that, you know, with players like Mane, Salah um, – Well, you're a
1: fan of Ox, aren't
0: you? Yeah, I am. I'm quite I'm a
1: big fan of Ox. think you have had him in Spurs? Uh, well – it's, it's that's the question, buddy, isn't it? Like, no, I would. That's what I mean. Like, I would in the sense that, like, I like I'd love to have him for thirty-four mil,
0: probably about about what we'd be paying. But if he went to Spurs, if he he'd be going for sixty because it's a right like a direct rival. Yeah, direct,
1: oh, no, I'm not saying remove the clubs, like, yeah, like, the ties. Yeah, yeah, remove the ties. Ox Chamberlain goes to your club. Yep, and the, and the, the initial answer you gave me was oh, like <laughs> you you acknowledge that he's a good player. Yeah, but the fact that he's going to your club is just kind of like it doesn't you don't know what to think. Well, that that being said, you know, it's, Spurs, a, big, it's a big, yeah, it a big is. It's a gamble.
0: It is a gamble, and like it, you know, um, Spurs right now are in need of some real pace on their wings, like yep. as not in terms of fullbacks, but just in terms of their wingers. We don't really have a hell of a lot of pace. We've got a lot of center mids or like center attacking mids playing on the right, and playing on the left, or whatever, as in like and Alley sometimes yep. you have to play there. So you know, someone like Ox could be really refreshing to have. But you know, um, it's yeah, you know, as you said, it's going to be um, interesting to see how it goes. I
1: wonder if he's going to be played this week. Like, it's going to be yeah, awesome. Yeah, well, that'll be interesting. Looks lovely in the Liverpool shirt, but. It does look very nice in the Liverpool shirt. But um, enough about the a Chamberlain. We're going to be moving on to one minute later in the day where, you know, we could probably question if this was going to happen for a while, yep. um, mainly because of the work permit. But Spurs got their man in there. And I think it's a really good I generally think this is a really good signing. Um, the powerful, the strong Sergio Ara. REA. that's how you pronounce it. Oh yeah, um, we're gonna have real fun today. Yeah, <laughs> no, we're,
0: we're already off to a fucking great start. Um, this is a great signing. Um, you know, me being a Spurs fan, I'm really happy with this. Considering that we got rid of Walker for what 50 mil, something yeah, so around he, that. You got um, him for half the price. Yeah, half the price, and you know, he's quicker, and he's you know, he's he's a massive, like he's a very strong player. The only thing that um, could be against him is his temper and how he conducts himself around the club. There has been reports saying he isn't the best person to be around in the dressing room. Yeah, so. If that's you know, I like Posh is somebody who um or like and Levy is are people who are very particular in who they pick, so I'm sure they would have done a bit of research and yeah, they would've been talking to him and trying to work out what he's
1: yeah, what he's like. Yeah, what
0: he's like, what his role is gonna be in the team. Um it's exciting because, you know, with all the cup games and all that, you know, Trippier is you know, I'd be very um it's
1: very upsetting for him because I think he's a really good player. Yeah and I'd be you know, if you know And he and Trippier did leave, didn't he? Pardon? Trippier left, didn't he? No. Yeah. Or Rimmer! I, yeah, I, I get them no, mixed every single I, I, time. Don't don't know what you're on about. Yeah, yeah, Wimmer left, but uh, yeah, Trippier didn't.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, but Trippier now. it interesting to see. If, the difference. It'd be interesting but to see yeah, how sorry. long he stays here if he goes off to a mid team mid table team because he could get he could be the number one right back at most teams. Trippier, in all honesty. Yeah, but um, it's a great signing. Um, yeah, you know, it's almost like making money. You know, Daniel Levy's uh, done it again. He done, like you know this is why sometimes he holds off. And it shows that, like sometimes, you know, when you buy outside of the Premier League, you can get some really great deals. You know, yep, the best deal—the best deal that happened in all transfer window was Matuidi going to uh, Juventus for about seventeen, eighteen mil, which is criminal. Absolutely, it criminal. is in and these it, days. I it's... think
1: actually, there's one sorting... Just because it's between Premier League clubs, I think Harry Maguire going from Hull City to Leicester for 17 mil is the biggest thing. Yeah, that's
0: that's a big one as well, to be fair, and considering how he's played since. But, yes. like, Matuidi has an established staff of a massive team, like, you know... It's yeah, big, that is true. And it shows that... Um, yeah, I've heard some people talk about this the other day. It's like, how ridiculous the, uh, the Premier League market is compared to everybody else like when they when you know Italian Spanish German and, and French clubs trade um transferring between each other they can get it for pretty decent deals and both yeah. both teams will end up being happy whereas as soon as an England team comes in you know someone's getting screwed over and you know there was yeah. a there was a good story of somebody saying something along the lines of he was a uh, player in a mid like they didn't say uh, mid, you know, tier league, and he was, you know, they wanted him off the books. Basically, he scored a few goals for his country, and the, basically the manager came out and he said to a few of his guys, "He's like, that's great because now some dickhead Englishman's just going to come in, pay out of his ass for him." And about you know three weeks later, he transferred out, and he never said who it was, who he went to, but it just shows that like you know, as soon as he scores a couple of goals or he shows yeah. a little bit of promise, there's always going to be that English that English dude or in that English club that's still going to be like, "We we
1: need this guy. He's what we we're missing." Yep. Yeah. And, and and that's it. And that's why there's so many um, flops, I guess, in the Premier League, and and so many players that you know just don't make the cut with they're coming with all this promise and probably not enough info. You know, what I mean, they're, exactly, they're all looking about his last three games, not his last three years, and and that's probably one of the biggest airfalls yeah, in the Premier League. Um, we're gonna move on unless you have got anything more on Auroria. No, happy with Auroria. Um, yeah, it's gonna be it's
0: gonna be a good season for it.
1: Um, the next signing was at one thirty-one in the afternoon. Watford f- signed another absolute doozy of a name. I raised it I think that's okay yep, from you, knees. Um, I'm going to be hundred percent honest. Here. I've got no idea about this guy. Um, all I know is you, is a solid club in Italy, and um, that's a, That was their ninth signing at that stage of the, of the transfer window, which is really starting to 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 show signs of you know what Watford can do this year considering they could start as well
0: something that um though these teams that these mid to lower uh, table teams need to do every transfer window and most don't is show ambition and that's something that Watford are doing right now their whole their whole transfer window has been
1: really like pretty I, I, decent I like I reckon a couple of few teams over the last couple of years have really shown him. Yeah. This, like, but, I'll probably I'm, Stoke. Is probably I'm saying most example. haven't. But oh yeah.
0: So, so many don't. That's the difference. Like there are, yeah, there's a lot of teams this season who have, and this is a really one-off season for all the lower teams that yep. have okay. really kind of come out and gone, okay, we're, we're here to stay and we're going to really try to cement our spots in this, in this competition. But there's so many years that come out and there are some teams who have done this this season, Newcastle, um, who are just <laughs> kind of, who are just so happy with where they are. And they're just kind of, they won't f- uh, flash out the cash or they just won't, you know, they won't search for those kind of bargains. And there's so many out there. And as you were saying, you said this a, f- a couple of weeks ago, you know, there are such things as bargain deals in the Premier League. Yeah. If you look hard enough and if yeah. you, if you do it a little bit lower on the radar. So especially if you're a mid to lower table team, you can do that. And yeah. this is what Watford have done. Um, uh, yeah. It's exciting to see because their squad right now, you it's put their best strong. squad. Yeah. And it looks, you know, it looks dangerous. It's a squad that you know drew three, three with Liverpool and it doesn't, it looks like that they're um you know, I think I put up twelve of my predictions. Looks like that's gonna be around their thing. They could they could get yeah, the top they half go of the pretty league.
1: high and they seem to be a club this year that have um almost a second chance club. You see uh Tom Cleverley playing there again after yep. he's loaned from Everton. Um you see Nathaniel Chalabar playing there. Um Richardson. Richardson is getting well, we, I haven't seen Richardson before, so it might be his first chance, and You never know. Yeah, but, Exactly. You know these kind of those kind of guys have probably been on the outskirts of the teams they've been playing for the last few years, and uh, they're coming to Watford side where they're going to be starters, and they'll get to prove why they're, they're established Premier League footballers. Because you know you you'd argue that they are, you know, like definitely cleverly, and and I would say Chalabro as well. They're established football, uh, Premier League footballers now, so this is their time to take over the team and, and, and push them forward. And you look at like Troy Deeney and all that kind of stuff. He's you know he's had a second chance of life, really, he's been in jail at one stage. So yeah, um, hopefully they they move on to bigger and better things. Uh, we we'll move over to just before two o'clock at one fifty nine exactly. And yeah. would you call this? I'd say it's the signing of the deadline day. Ooh. I would say in terms of the. The magnitude of the club and the magnitude of the player yep. in in comparison, I'd say this is probably one of the biggest deals in the transfer window, and I'm talking about Renato Sanchez yes. joining uh, Swansea for a, for a loan deal, uh, five million pounds, I think it is for the loan over the year, and this is a classic case of um, you know managers taking advantage of their friendships and and getting a, and getting a signing over the line. Maybe. You- Maybe this is something the club, um, you
0: know, other leagues are doing now. If if teams are, if you've got a team and you've got a few younger players or players who just aren't making it at that stage, why not just loan them out to a mid-tier, a mid-tier Premier League club? Because that'll, that'll sort them out. Like, you know, a lot of the time, You'll
1: find out about, like, how good they are. Exactly.
0: I mean? And, like, Sanchez, as I said last week, Sanchez is somebody who went too big too soon. Went from Benfica to Bayern Munich. Didn't, you know, it was too big of a leap. Uh, you know, Bayern is an aging side. They're... Um, they're a team that who have very much established stars basically all throughout. There are there are too many uh spots that are open in that squad. So it was always going to be a struggle. Um this is really surprising that not well that one, he's um gone on loan, but uh two, he's gone to a team like Swansea, where I really don't know, but um it just seems like other teams could have been putting putting in bids for him. I don't know if I was if I was a team like, say, West Ham or something like that, like I think this would be him a lovely signing like just to um kind of calm the nerves of some fans if I was a West Ham supporter
1: it, it is a bit of a risk in the in the, in the terms that if he's a flop yeah it's a big flop and it's someone that for a young guy still um they've put everything into all their eggs in this basket um he, he starred for Portugal in the in the Euros uh, triumph in yeah. like I think it was last year 2016 yep, Euro 2016 um and yeah, as you said, he he felt he fell the, f- the same path as all those players before them, which show massive promise at a, at a young age, get signed to the big clubs, and just can't make it in that first team. You know, they kind of skip. I feel like they kind of skip a couple of steps on the ladder. Yeah, hundred percent. I
0: completely agree with that. And
1: they and they just get they leapfrog. You know where they probably should be at, and then they get to this position where they don't play for two years, and then it's almost catch up when they come to the to the little old clubs again, and they can't kind of recapture that form is where they were at the and this is a massive problem in football um they see the dollar signs they see the name of the club and they see their name in you know in lights and unfortunately when when this happens they find themselves taking a backward step which I I'd, I'd say for Sanchez personally is, just, is a backward step now um he could have been going from a Swansea to a Bayern Munich now as an established footballer and it's yep. kind of like is is skip one come back one exactly um but in the same time, he's going to start for Swansea. He's going to be one of those players that, of, the, the you know the fans got the trust of him, keeping him in the Premier League. Um, I think Paul Clement has done an amazing job of you know getting this deal over the line. Um, obviously, friends with Carlo Ancelotti. Yes. Um, obviously, he had I think he knew Sanchez before anyway, and you know it's a it's a deal that shows that you know if you don't burn any bridges in football, it can come back to help you. Yeah, and also I will say that. Um... Yeah, this is a
0: deal that, for every Swansea fan who you know was probably um, dreading the worst when Sigerson left, would probably be going like, it's not a permanent, but it's, it's something song, that they yeah. would be like, you know, at least they're at least they're trying to um show something because they've got a, they have some money in the kitty now because of that.
1: Yeah, they do, and you know, a couple of signs here and there, and obviously they lost Fernando Llorente, which we'll get on to later. But yep. You know, at least the one thing they have done, Swansea, is replace the people they've lost this year. And a lot of clubs do not do that, surprisingly. They lose a player and they just kind of buy someone else that kind of, you know, their names in lights for the fans, who you know, wins the fans over kind of thing, but they don't actually address the issue that they've lost a player in that position. One thing Swansea have done is gone straight and it's not There's not been a week after, it's not been a, a month after. It's it's pretty much been straight away that they've made they've taken action into replacing the guys that they lost. And that's probably gonna give them the best chance of survival. And I think, you know, if you look at transfer deadline day, yes, the the the, the players that they lost was probably a little, bit, a little bit out of control. But at least they've done something about it and at least they've, you know, They've tried to
0: stem the bleeding.
1: Yeah, they've stemmed the bleeding. That's for sure. And some would say Sanchez could be a big improvement on Sigerson. You never know. And it's up to Sanchez really how he develops this year. Um, give it half an hour down the track, and a player that was one at one time Stoke's record signing, um, in Bullia, He he joins Twilley's on loan. Never really happened for him at Stoke, did it? No, it never did. And um, it's yeah, it's just. Um... It's disappointing to see stuff
0: like that, you know. Like it's yeah, you, know, you kind of with a lot of praise coming in, and just yeah, you know, again, it's just another player who just doesn't live up to it, isn't it? Like yeah,
1: exactly right. And then you know the pressure of the Premier League gets another player, and unfortunately they just choose him up and suits him out. Um, you know he's going to a league, the French league, to a league. You know he's got a chance to revive his career there. Um, you know a lot of players have done that. I you know the one that comes to mind for me is um, Balotelli and Ben Arthur. Um, yeah. Arthur, sorry. And and they were, you know, you'd say at one stage their, their career is almost dead. You know what I mean? Like, Battletoad was a laughing stock, on a, at one stage. And Ben Arthur had a lot of troubles on field and as well as off field, I think. And they were able to turn around in France. So I'm hoping that, like, I don't think his situation is by any stretch of the imagination as bad as them two. So hopefully in can turn it around over there, and we might see him back in the Premier League. You never know. Yeah, hundred percent. He's only on loan, so. Well, we move forward what 20, 20 minutes or so again. This is we This about... is where yeah, this is where the day kind of heats up a little bit. So it happens thick and fast. We're not even at three
0: o'clock yet. And Burnley Stein, striker now. Trying to read your writing is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> Naki Wells from Huddersfield. Yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you? Yeah, uh, you know, it's pretty uh, decent business just trying to uh, take away from a uh, a club that you're going to be competing with.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think it's diff- uh, decent business. Um, obviously, probably a guy that comes through Huddersfield, you know, through the championship. I don't know too much about him. But um, with Huddersfield having Mounier and that, there's maybe not as much use for him. Yeah, exactly right. And I can't kind of see him starting for Burnley just with the the couple of strikers that they've got in the pre- in the transfer window. But you know. He'll, he'll be a good backup, I, I assume. Um, obviously, I can't say too much about him because I, I really don't know that much about him. But, you know, you know what's been these games is a Huddersfield loss. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a pretty straightforward deal, I think.
0: Yeah, next one was uh, 3 o'clock on the dot. Um, this is one that, you know, I guess affects you a bit more. This is uh, we're talking about the, like, early rumors of this. Origi potentially going somewhere, and he's joined Wolfsburg on loan. As a Liverpool supporter, you wouldn't be too upset about this, I don't think, considering that you, know, you probably will get him back. I hope so.
1: I, I I thought he was a good player at Liverpool. I thought he's... <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> get on your yeah. <laughs> Um, he, he scored important goals. He, he, he scored, you know, a decent, like, consistently. Um, he was quick. He was tall. Good on the ball. It's, it's just I feel like he's just another player that probably didn't quite get the chance, you know. I thought we did it the right way when we bought him, we bought him for ten mil from uh, Lily. Uh, we let him stay there for the year, join a year, la- year, uh, year later, just kind of like um, Keita is doing at Lisburg now. Yep. Um, I thought that would have given him a bit of time to develop and then you know work his way into the senior side. But it, you know, he's just one of those players that kind of just was always kind of just on the back burner, and hopefully Wolfsburg. He'll play well. I'm hoping it'll be like a Kevin De Bruyne situation where he becomes a star <laughs> at Wilkesburg. <laughs> well, is that is that being hopeful? You yeah, it's like, yeah, you've got to be hopeful, I guess, at some stage. when Kevin De Bruyne left Chelsea? No one thought anything of it. What a beautiful man he is now. He is. Mm. So that's my hope. Um, but otherwise, good, good good, deal for Wolfsburg. They're, they're getting a really good young player here. And, you know, German League's probably a bit. Bit lighter for him, and hopefully he can bang in a few goals. Hopefully he starts. That's the main thing. He needs a start for Wolfsburg to really get the best out of him. Definitely. Okay, so move move up a couple of hours and uh, defender Martin Ziegler from Sporting Lisbon joins Watford in their tenth signing of the season, which is which is really starting, you know, they're starting to make moves, Watford, and as we as we discussed about before, um Ambition. Marco Silva, the manager. Yeah, Mar- Marco Silva, the man. you know, he's, he's really turned that club around. And he's, he's getting praise all around, you know, this, guy's, this guy can, you know, really manage a team. And, you know, he, he's starting to bring the players that he wants to play in. So I, I think Watford can gel even quicker than probably everyone expected. And he can have a real crack at it this year.
0: Yeah, Silva's, um, you yeah, know, I've said this before, but he's somebody who's very sought after in the footballing world. Um, So for him to go to a team like Watford is um, you know, fantastic for that club. And as soon as I saw that, that's that was one of the main things that pushed me over the line for not putting them even in my relegation at the start of the season. Yep. And then you convinced me to put them twelve. So it was fantastic. And I'm looking good at the moment for that. But yeah, you know, they're um ten signings, ridiculous, nearly team. So like that's really yeah. Just yeah, yeah <laughs> how crazy 14. is that? And like, you
1: know, they're of the spots is gonna be good.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. And you know, they've they've got some decent players already. Um, you know, this is gonna be um it just kinda adds again to this kind of you know, they're pushing they're not they're not a team who's happy with this 15th p- position every season they're going to be are yeah. going to be pushing for top 10 which is great and that's something that you know for that those mid table table teams that's what you want you want to start pushing forward and right now what are they what are they on right now they you know they're they're doing okay they're in mid table but they are um, they played you know a tough game against liverpool they probably should have gotten more points last week but that's okay
1: we're um i'd say this this start of the season's been really strong yeah. um look for a team like Watford that played just straight through last year, they're on five points at the own. They're sitting seventh.
0: Yeah, and they, they should have won last week. You know, they got a um a poor little um a draw there, but that's okay. They, that was with a disgusting red card as well. I for, oh. for just want to uh, bring that up again. We'll move on from that. One of the but, worst ones. Uh, Lucas Perez um, joins. man that you like? Yeah, I, I don't mind Lucas Perez, actually. And he joins uh, Deportivo, or Despacito, who's a- <laughs> or on loan. Um, good business for Arsenal. There's not really much to say here because we haven't seen a hell of a lot of Perez he wants out, I think. Yeah, I feel like definitely he wanted does. Out.
1: If you hear his comments, he's really just slated Arsenal, definitely gets the loss against Liverpool, and he feels harshly treated. And I feel to a degree, uh, I feel to a degree, I agree with him. Um, you know, I think he's probably regretting that move to Arsenal now, to be honest. Like he, he hardly featured, number taken off him not really part of the plans. He might as well just stay where he was or, you know, chose a smarter option of this club, I think. But yeah. it's just a, another show of Arsenal where a player's turning their back on, on the club and it's not, really, it's not really another, you know, good news story from them, is it? Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he goes. He's, oh, you You, you rate him as a decent player. I haven't seen too much about him, but he seems to, like to be a bit of an impact player when I watch him play. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what he is. I think that he's somebody who... Like, I haven't seen him. The problem is I haven't seen him get starts, and that's the problem with him. Like, you know, if you can only get, um, go off what you've seen. He's come off a few times off the bench and scored some nice goals, some critical goals as well, earning him yep. points last season, so... You know, whether that's his role or whether he wants to be a uh, a first string striker or something like that. Yeah, you know. I think
1: every striker wants to be a first string. striker. Of course, so. yeah.
0: But if he's okay with being a second string or a fur let let's be honest, he's a third stringer right now, or even first, oh, he's yeah, a 4th stringer actually. Well, like, He'll
1: yeah. go back to, to uh, Deposito. Despacito. <laughs> <laughs> and and he'll go. He should slot straight back into that number one spot. So exactly. Um, hopefully for him, he, he has a stronger season out in Spain, and you know, hopefully he never plays for Arsenal again because. It sounds like he's hoping that at the moment. Yeah, 100%. He's, he's still he's still dirty on losing his number, to be fair. Yeah, I would be too, to be honest. Um, Another Arsenal player to leave is Joel Campbell, who joins Royal Betts on the loan. Um Young player, just it's kind of like a one of those standard loan transfers, really, isn't it? Yeah, there's not really too much to say about this one. It's just a
0: development transfer uh, loan, just to get him out. Hopefully, yep. get some game time. Hopefully, improves for um for Arsenal's sake, and then he'll come back and hopefully get some starts. So that's-
1: uh and moving on to ten fifty at night. Now, this is gonna. Do you reckon this is gonna affect the our boy? Um, Matty Ryan, Matty Ryan in defence here. I see, Tim Krul goes to Newcastle to Brighton on loan. Interesting. Like, how you didn't think about that, did you? Well,
0: yeah, no, it's yeah, I, I have thought about this because I yeah, it was something I saw on my Facebook. But it's a, it's a weird one that they'd go for this. It's obviously they, they might not have as much faith in Matty Ryan as what they used to, or maybe like it's only been. It's only been three games. Like, how much yeah, how right. much faith can you lose? It's it's a weird one that you would spend so much money on a goalkeeper, like you know, like spend a loan deal on a goalkeeper, yeah. and, like, and spend your transfer deadline day going after like a goalkeeper is odd when you when apparently you have a decent one already. So like,
1: it maybe it's a sign of Matty Ryan maybe being pushed out, but um, he wasn't convincing in his first three games. I'll admit, no. and I think you know, for a team like Brighton, they are probably looking at Hard doing so well as well, not conceding a, a single goal. Do you think it's panic, panic stations, and they're just gone? Oh, just quick, let's just get someone. And Maybe, it, and yeah. It might, um, exactly, it could be that. To be fair, like, it's yeah, you know, it's hard to say because
0: um, it, like it's it's only a loan deal. That's all I can say. Like you know, it's it's something they're gonna get him back. It's gonna. Um, I don't think there's any real chance out to buy, and I don't think they'd really be too interested unless he
1: really shows something. Yeah, and do you think Tim Krul starts over Matt Ryan?
0: I think he does. I just think on the basis of how it's happened and everything happening, this is about me really seeing a hell of a lot of Tim Kroll as well.
1: But oh, I think Tim Kroll's a pretty good goalkeeper. That's
0: exactly what well, that's all I've heard. I've heard he's And he's
1: he's, he's an established Premier League goalkeeper. It just makes too.
0: no it makes no sense to me I uh, for the, them to spend deadline day going after a second string goalkeeper. Yeah. So it makes enough. makes sense for him to be first string for me.
1: Um Aleska Dragovic joins Leicester from uh, Bayern Leverkusen. Cousin. Um you know, another deal going through at that same time. Um, I don't know too much about this bloke either, to be honest, Nick. I don't know if you know much about him either. Nah, um, I've heard of, the name rings a bell but it's a, as a player. No, it doesn't remind me.
0: Well, yeah, Leverkusen have a have a um you know, pretty good history of like getting decent players through to the premier league it's a good um emre chan is one of them exactly and they're a, they're a great team they're one of those teams that um they like kind of like ajax and all that like those teams are kind of they funnel team, they funnel players through to the premier league and yep. it's like it's almost like you know we just like that's it's where like
1: that, the proper step in the ladder
0: yeah, exactly and that's it's good to see um you know lester again i you know lester aren't their squad
1: right now doesn't look terrible i know. i, I don't even think it was it was kind of thought I feel their squad is the dark horse for me, definitely since they've kept on to all their players um, until later on. You know, Mara's Mara's left in, on the last day to, to get a move, but I haven't heard nothing about that one yet. So nothing happened. He he, he must be still at Leicester, and you know they keep their players. They, they did lose dri- Danny Drinkwater, but we'll get onto that later. Um, I reckon I've still got reckon they got one of the signings of the summer in Harry Maguire. So Leicester's side, they're looking okay. They're looking. They're looking pretty good, I reckon. Yeah.
0: Okay. So we'll go on to uh, eleven fifteen. We're running on to... and uh, we have got two transfers at the exact same minute. Apparently. Yeah. Um. We'll start with uh Lorente coming into Spurs from Swansea. Um. Was originally basically signed, sealed, delivered in January for Chelsea, but for whatever reason they've it didn't um, happen. Yeah. Another uh, one. Again, this is just another case of Chelsea kind of not getting who they were after. This is this is weird because he actually has genuine ties with Conte, so it makes really weird. Um, kind of no sense to me. Um, you know, what do you think of the signing as you know, as somebody who's a neutral to this?
1: I think it's very good for Spurs. He's a proven striker. Um, Llorente has a wealth of experience. Yes, uh, definitely. Athletico Bilbao, which he was an absolute star at. Yep, he's played for Juventus. He's played in the you know the biggest tournaments of the world. This guy's a really good backup. Like, obviously, he's not going to start in front of Kane. He knows that as well. There is no no reason for uh for de to go to the Spurs other than to know that he's going to be a backup this year.
0: Well, at, at his age as well, um, I think it's yeah better. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, you know, he's he's a demon with his head. And again, he's yeah. he's one of the he's one of the dying breeds of somebody who's really good with his head. And it's yeah. um that's cool to see. I, I like that. I would I wouldn't mind somebody who's a little bit pacier up like you know, as a backup, but because we don't really have as much pace up front as what I'd like, but. Um, I do like this. I think this is. Um, it just throws in a different dynamic. It's almost. I like to compare it to like a Giroud for Arsenal yep. when they sub him on and that, and they can. You know, they can get balls in, and you know, someone like um, uh, like Danny Rose and Oriel um, can come in and you know whip these balls in. Who are known, uh, unlike Kyle Walker, can actually make a cross.
1: Yeah, well, I, yeah, exactly right. Like I think this guy, he's going to be one of those guys that you know. It, it, did Vincent Yensen leave in the end?
0: No, I think he's still he's still here. He's in real trouble then because he's been guy... le- left out of our Champions League
1: squad. Really? Yes. Yep. Well, that says everything about the deal, doesn't it? <laughs> is it... And Lloris in, yeah. Yes, he is. Of course, he is. Because <laughs> oh, who wouldn't do that? <laughs> of course. <it's... laughs> um, but you know, I just makes it makes me wonder that maybe even Harry Kane can get a few tips off this guy. Like definitely, this yeah. guy seems to be a guy that you know he'll be. He'll be one of those guys that you can have a chat to on the training track and and really learn a, a thing or two off. And you know, as as a backup, he's he, he's going to be challenging Harry Kane a lot more than Jansen, I think. Yeah, And 100%. and and that's what and that's what's going to create both of them as strikers to be better players. And you know, I I think it's a very good signing. Definitely, if it's just that two years where he, he, you know until you're all looking. So for me, if I was a Spurs man, or, you know, or Daniel Levy or something like that now. This is where you start looking for your your proper shock. You've got two yeah. years now. You've you know has given you two years to go find someone that's worthy of you know of that spot really, yeah. Worthy of his spot and for, for right now, but because for me there wasn't really any player out there that seemed that could fill that spot perfectly. I feel like Loriente is the perfect guy for that spot. A solid player, great history. He's got a, he's you know a reliable source of goals. He's going to help the the young players develop and. He gives you guys time.
0: He's like a weird combination to me of like, he's like a discount Zlatan in the, in the sense that he will give a lot of knowledge off to other players. And yeah. also he's a, he's a discount or maybe not even a discount, but um, uh, Chikorito in the sense that he's a proven scorer around yeah. everywhere. He's played He's played a lot of different places. I think he's, you know, he's got a lot to offer at his age. He's a, Fucking stunning man. Um, he looks he's a, he's a beautiful beautiful boy for 32, I think he is at the moment. Um, we'll move Jesus on- Christ, Nick, you've got a we'll, crush. We'll move on to... I've got many. Um, we'll move on to Boney um, going in. This is a-
1: First of all, oh, no. let's just stop something. Oh, no. So <laughs> a funny thing with the Swansea boys are coming on the deadline day and yep. one of my favourite topics, kit numbers. Oh, no. What, what's happened? I have so Renato Sanchez that. originally had 85 banned. <laughs> He wasn't allowed He was rejected <laughs> by the Premier League
0: Yep
1: I don't, I don't quite understand the, You know The thought process of 85 Now Let me remind you When boney joined um, Swansea He The number 9 was free Yeah What number do you think he picked? Uh, did he pick 85? <laughs> what did he pick? No, no what He picked he... number 2 Pick picked number 2? You know the thought process behind it Because it's the second time He's been in the club <laughs> He's an idiot. Number two. <laughs> he's an idiot. That's what a that, right back. That makes the right back position. <laughs> that that makes Morgan Schneider and looks all right. <laughs> that's ridiculous. What is the point? Uh, I hate, him. It's, I hate only, him. it's only matter of time to someone wears the number one on the field. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, one hundred percent. And it's a. Oh, uh, it makes me sick just thinking about it. It's a weird. That's a stupid fucking thing, isn't it? Um,
0: overall, but on the signing, um, you'd be pretty. You know, this is somebody who you know, he's been. Uh, being at Swansea, he was yeah. goals for fun when he was there
1: before He did, he did And hopefully you can find that kind of form again And it just proves the fact that again at Swansea immediately Like, just replaced what they needed to replace You know, they would have been left without a striker They would have been left without a midfielder You know, they they replaced with two guys That could possibly eclipse both of them So, I think as much as Swansea lost They gained this transfer window And with those ones, they've given themselves a chance To really kind of, you know to hold their own in the Premier League, at least holding for another year. Um, we're going to look at 11.20 five minutes later, and a deal that come through that, you know, we don't know too much. Like, we know he's a decent player, Zabacosta, the right back for Torino. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how he goes in the Premier League. He's going to be challenging Victor Moses, obviously, in that right wing position, right wing back, sorry, position. And unfortunately for Victor Moses, hopefully this doesn't spell the end to him because he had a really good season last year. This is a really strange one. I, I don't know if I can call this a
0: panic buy or what I'm what I'm actually going to describe this as because it just seemed like it came out of the blue. I know a lot of de- deadline day deals do, yeah. but it yeah, seemed it like did,
1: it did, but I it seemed
0: great. like everyone else was just kind of rejecting jealousy and just like fuck, we need somebody. We literally they literally need to make up squad numbers. Like that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. what they need to do. They, there were so many people that they've loaned so many people out, have sold so many people off that they actually need to make um just sign anyone, and it was just, I guess that, you know, Zabacosta was somebody who was willing to, um, I, there's not really too much to say about this one, because, you know, there's, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes in the Premier League, um, it's exciting, like, you know, because he, you know, he's a player who plays a bit of flair, that's all, like, you know, from what I've seen of him, and, um, I'm, yeah, I think that, uh, Chelsea could have something decent on their hands, but honestly, I have more, I have more, um, Money on him being a bit of a uh, a bit of a flop, considering that he's actually going to be having competition. We'll move on from that um, to. Uh, does he
1: first of all? Sorry. Yes. Does he start over Moses?
0: No, I wouldn't. I I've, there's no reason to. I think Moses has been doing fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, fair enough. It's just, it's 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 just funny. He's like he's just someone that comes in. You get rid of players like Loftus Cheek and that, and then you come in and buy someone who's going to play the exact same position as Loftus Cheek that you just loaned out. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, We'll move on to one fifty now. Yeah.
1: So this is this is so for those who don't know, um, Premier League clubs can have a like I think it's like they apply for something that they can go over the deadline day if they've started the deal already. It's just to do the medical and oh, not the medical, but the final yeah bits and pieces and. And, Again? Uh, uh, yeah, it's again, it's another one you know with Bakioko and Kanté in the middle of the park. I feel like they probably did need to strengthen, but it's it's a wonder why this guy did go f- f- for him personally. Obviously, you know he want to play for one of the, the top four as or the top six now, as people refer to it. Uh, Danny Drinkwater, you know, what do you what are your thoughts on this one?
0: I think that this is a something that really didn't need to happen. All they had to do was hang on to Madich, and they would have they would have had that spot yep. covered. It's a really and a lot
1: better player. Exactly,
0: so. it's a dumb. It's a like in in the grand scheme of things, it's a really dumb transfer because they've you know I understand why they want to strengthen that part of the pitch. Um, maybe what, what they're thinking is that Drinkwater's teamed with Kante before. It might help him like you know, kind of rearm regain that kind of beast mode that he had last season because Matic isn't there. Maybe they, they don't have as much trust in Bakayoko being that guy who can yep. ho- hold with him. Um, I don't like, you know, I think it was like, what, 35 mil apparently or something around that kind of mark. Yeah. I can't really...
1: Um, you can't justify paying that much for him yeah, as well. When just, you when you lost Matic for 40...
0: Yeah, look, like he's a good player during water, but he's not like you know. He's, he's had one. He's had one great one great year. <laughs> like, you know, he had a decent year last season, yeah. so I guess you know they're going off what his potential is. You know, he's entering his prime, so like you know, he's still got he's still got years left in him. Yeah, how old uh, is he? He's like twenty seven or something like that. Really, right? I thought he was a bit older than that. Now nah, he looks older. Looks <laughs> he looks a lot older. And um, you no. Know, so any any last comments on that one before we move?
1: Um, the one thing I will say is that. <sighs> Yeah, I feel like this one is a panic buy um, from reports, but supposedly Conte has been a, a, a large admirer of Drinkwater for a while. So, as much as we think, oh, you know, this is a, this is out there kind of transfer, this has been un, on the cards for Chelsea for a little bit, which is quite interesting. But you know, nonetheless, you know that's the man they wanted, so they they went and got him, and thank thankfully for him. And I'm sure Drinkwater is excited to join a club like Chelsea. That's a great achievement for him. So. Um, you know, hopefully he gets a he gets a game for one, and hopefully he doesn't just plateau in his career. Because, as you said, he's going to hit his best years of his career, and he does want to be on the best years of his career sitting on the bench.
0: Yeah, just confirming, he's actually twenty seven. Um, which is bang bang into his prime. Which is um, yeah, I guess that might be another thing that might have buffed up his price a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on to um, and one that you've kind of been. Kind of wavering on a little bit, kind of Sacco, um, hopefully coming back to Liverpool to kind of help out in the back. But um, finally getting that deal done with Palace, smart, smart booking. You know, the, there was talks during the day that Palace were going for somebody else, and it was for I think it was like twenty mil. And then, but they had a proven guy who's been there, Sacco, for twenty five. And it just never seemed they were asking for twenty five, and Palace was just kind of playing the stingers. And finally, the deal has been done. Um, you know, this is smart stuff for Palace, really.
1: Yeah, look. As I said, I've, we've talked about this a million times, and I just, I still would just love to know what happened to Sako at Liverpool, and and Klopp really did to behead him his career at Liverpool, didn't he? Like, yeah, you know, he came back after the season. There was a little bit of rumors about, you know, the pre-season friendlies, and he didn't train or something, and then we never saw him again. Like, and it was one of the coldest. You know, he must have done something pretty bad because he just has not had a look in since, has he? And he's ne- yeah. he never played a game. He hasn't played a game for Liverpool in over a year. Um, and I thought he was a really good performer that year before. And and definitely when we had so many problems at the back, and yeah. he still wouldn't like. There was no sign of him coming back. So I don't know what happened, but it, it, it doesn't sound great. But you know, um, for him, like for him to join past, twenty five million is a, is a pretty good uh, pretty good recoup in, in, in funds for him. Um, I hope he does well. You know, I was I was always a massive fan of him. I, I think he he's a heart in your mouth kind of player. But every time he went near the ball, I kind of be like, oh, <laughs> you know, and he and he do something outrageous tackles. But he always seemed to have the knack of pulling them off. You know, his body looked like it has gone everywhere. He's let you know, he's one leg's one way, one leg's another way, and he just dives into a challenge but wins the ball. So as much as he, yeah, he 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 had me, me heart racing every time, but just. He was an entertaining footballer. I'll give him that, and hopefully he can do well at Palace. They definitely need him at the moment. Their defence is absolutely um, abysmal, well, and hopefully he can develop under Frank the Ball.
0: Well, something that I like, I will drop a little bit of um, breaking news a bit later. Not even breaking news, but potential breaking news for, for the future. But something that we did miss out on the transfer is um, Vlasic coming from a Croatian league, coming to Everton. This oh, is...
1: um, sorry, it was Hajduk split.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and this is another one of the. This is a guy who um, went for nine mil. Um, this is somebody who's considered as you know one of those wonder kids, and so playing as an attacking mid. Um, again, this is you know, Everton's signed a shitload. Like they're yeah. they're signing big. They've signed a lot of midfielders, probably a bit too many. I'll show you what I think their their best starting squad is, as a, and you'll see how many decent midfielders will have to play on the bench if they played that starting squad. Barkley start? Uh, ah, no, not according to my one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't get couldn't get a start, unfortunately. No, like, you know, cool. I want to play people in their true positions. Singerson? Yeah, Sigurdsson start? Yeah, of
1: course. Yeah. I reckon he's a start. Um,
0: and, you know, so, like, it's another thing for Everton. We'll move on to the players, the big players, and we'll quickly go through the players who didn't sign and what does that mean for them. We'll start with Sanchez. Um, This he's is a fucked. guy... Yeah, fucked.
1: <laughs> there's no way... Oh, there is... Actually, he's not as fucked. We're not looking at the list. There's two players that are way worse off than him. <laughs> you know, he, but he's yeah. third. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, he he really wanted to go... You know, Arsenal were desperate to keep him. You know that kid kept making videos online about Sanchez not going.
0: Does but Sanchez have um really want to keep?
1: Him. Does he have a uh, <laughs> a year left on his contract? Doesn't he? He can start negotiating with clubs at, at six January. months in January, so it's ridiculous. Like he'll why? be gone. That you know, he's lost his money with him. You know, like as I said, they the they could take a punt, get back in the Champions League, get some of that money back in that in those funds, but. The way they're going, they're not going to win anything. They'll be lucky to be at a relegation battle at the moment. Yeah, the, and, um, the idea yeah, they're of this, in real trouble. The idea of this was they
0: wanted 60. They didn't want just money swap. They wanted money in a player. They wanted somebody like Sterling or something like that. Yeah, and was, uh,
1: that was never going to happen, yeah, not Sterling.
0: Sterling was never going to happen. I you know, Someone said Aguero, which I maybe would have been more likely just because of where he is at the moment with Pep. Um, I can't really... Uh, Sanchez will... I'm sure he'll start playing. I, I think yeah, Sanchez... It has
1: to go into a World Cup, yeah.
0: Sanchez and Coutinho, and maybe Acosta could be chucked into this, but like... They've all acted like fucking bitches, haven't they? Like, in terms of the way they've kind of... And
1: Van Dijk hasn't?
0: Well, Van Dijk Dyke, Van Dyke hasn't
1: as much, I wouldn't say. He, I reckon Van Dijk was probably one of the worst. He, one, g- he refused to train with the team and went and trained with himself and had a big suit. Well, Coutinho have a, had a back injury and then he came into the Brazilian and, and squad. And, he had, and scored again. Yeah, I know, I know you're saying. Yeah, it is, but like, None it's, of them were injured, let's just
0: put it Yeah, that way. of course. And it's just, it's an interesting kind of dynamic, like all four of these players will say that. Um, yeah, they've kind of really. come out and they've acted like you know, they've acted like fucking ch- children, haven't they? And, like and they, like and can't and the get thing what we is, want.
1: They've they've isolated themselves from their teammates, right? And now that the deadline day's over, they've got to go back to those clubs now and try and remend friendships that they would have cut ties with going to the, another club. You know, like you know, say at, at a football club you have a brotherhood kind of feeling and when one person wants to jump ship, you know, it's it's very uh it's 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 very poisonous, you know, like people just you know, you close people that you think your closest friends they, they turn on you because you know you're traded to them. You know, football clubs are like fucking—you know—fortresses. Yeah. And, you know, when you when your best players are going to help another team, it, it doesn't go down well all the time. And you know, and you know the, these guys have tried anyway, and they they can't go. And now they've got to try and somehow come back, and not only come back, but mend the friendships that you know they were more than willing to cut. Yeah. You know, more than willing to cull to go to another another club. To assert themselves out personally. So it'll be interesting in a couple of weeks. We'll see out of the four how early some of them start playing football again. Costa's a no. Costa won't play to January, I will promise you that. Yeah. Um, Van Dyke is a possibility in a World Cup year. Same with Coutinho. Uh, and Sanchez, they're not going to risk a World Cup year. Definitely Sanchez's last one, I'd say, or the second last one. Yeah. Um, Probably, obviously, not the last for Coutinho and Van Dyke, but keep this in perspective. Coutinho plays with Brazil, which you know, obviously, one of the world's superpowers. Those those Brazilian players don't play every World Cup. They could be a no. world star, and they might get two. With well, the average might I mean, the average player might get four, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, for those kind of players, Brazil's so strong. The, the time that four years comes along, there's a new wave of talent, there's and a re- they get pushed out very, very quickly. Like Coutinho was playing good football at Liverpool when they played Brazil World Cup, and yep. he still couldn't get into that team.
0: There is a very, um, there's a quick turnover
1: in the, yeah, uh, in, the, yep. in the,
0: especially in World Cup. Four years is a long time, so it is a long, is a long time. time for players to develop into, um, into some real quality. And um, yeah, Coutinho, I think, also got thrown on the bus by Neymar, who came out and said something along the lines of basically saying Coutinho is miserable right now, and he's sad, and he's all this, and like. Like, I'm not, I know probably at the time he was thinking that a deal was going to happen. Obviously, it didn't. And do you think that that's something like that, you know, kind of publicizing how, like, hashtag
1: miserable this guy is, do you think that can also kind of um, come into play? Of course. Of course it will. And, um, you know, it, it sometimes you just like it's like a Jerry Springer when they walk into the room kind of thing, you know, after it. After someone found out they've been cheating on each other, and uh, that's that's how I reckon it'd go down. <laughs> like awkwardly walk into the room, and, and and everyone kind of just turns around and stares at him, kind of thing. And you're like, "Hey, I'm back." And Klopp <laughs> C- Cops, Cops says, "Coutinho, you are still playing for Liverpool." Yeah. just like, "Saka, you're out." Yeah, is like, yeah. "Saka, you're gone." I was like,
0: "Oh, boss, <laughs> what?" <laughs> okay, so what we'll do before we head into a break, um, you were wanted to kind of go into. Yeah, the, high, the kind of, and we were saying before about the transfer deals and how there are bargains everywhere right now, um, what kind of value teams were getting and who kind of uh, got the better end of the stick and who got the poorer end of the stick?
1: Well, basically, um, you know, players have a, a value, obviously, and with those with those values come, you know, that's a, that's the regular price that, say, some players are, are valued at. Um you know, obviously, some players went for, you know, more than what their value is, and some players went for less. Um, a recent study had um, Mbappe as the worst, um, as I think he went for something over. I think it was uh, he went for 160 million euros. Well, he
0: and, will. Yeah. He will be if they go through with this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I'll ask you first, Nick. Do you think? that they will go through with it or do you yes. think he he's going to have a poor season no. and, and or a good season and why
0: I think he's a real deal I just I see the way he moves on the ball and like a lot of people are crediting to like the next the next um Thierry Henry which is huge like you know and I know a lot of people get these huge claims and all that and there's been many players who have been considered the next Ronaldo and all this and have some have you know fizzled out to nothing but the guy, this guy, when he's on the ball, he's just—he looks like he's unstoppable, and he's somebody who has—he has some kind of flair about him, and he has this—he um, has this unwilling and undying confidence in himself that very few players have, and especially—is he at 18? eighteen? Yeah. yeah, he's eighteen years old. Like, you got to take that into consideration as well in terms of like what his value is, and like how long this guy could be playing for PSG if they choose to buy him. I, I almost, like, as I said before, there is a chance he has a poor year. I think it's nearly a guarantee that they will buy him. Just on, like, if he has a good year and doesn't have an amazing year, I think he's probably still worth it considering he has such a high ceiling. Probably one of the highest ceilings in the in the world right now.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, as I said, the, they're probably willing to take the punt on him, even if he did have a poor season, on the fact that he is 18 years old. And, you know, imagine, imagine putting all that time and effort into getting him over... Just to give him away, pretty much, and for him to have a massive season this season after. Um, talk of the best deal um, from you know what the, the players valued at and what they've paid is um, Maham Salah. Now, yep. Tell me through that. Do you think that's probably worthwhile? Like, I think it was valued at roughly six million euros, so he was bought for fifty not. Fifty, I think it was the other way around Even
0: yeah, uh, yeah, hundred percent. I said this last week uh, in my in my takeaways, and uh, I said that Salah is proving his worth and proving how much he actually is worth to this team. Um, it is kind of one of those things that you know, uh, there was a gamble there. I don't know, like I don't know how they come up with these uh, what their actual worth and what their value really is because I've seen some people come out saying that. Harry Kane and Delio, you're 100, worth $150 million. That's yeah, so, the, so the value is
1: pretty much basically, um, it's, it's age, um, I think, the ability, um, you know, how they're played kind of thing. Positions and all yeah, that. Yeah, positions and all that. And that's how they, they do do that summary. So, um, yeah, so basically that's how they, they determine what a player's worth. So you'll find that the young players like Mbappe are worth a bit more. Yep. Um, Same with Kane and Allie and all yeah, that. Yeah, same, Kane and that's And ex- that explains why they're worth so much on the, on the Euro stage. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting... It's an, I think there's a bit of math- mathematics involved, obviously, of course, as well. Of course, yeah. So, um, because you know, I, I can it,
0: understand why Salah was um bought for so, that price. Like, a lot of people would have said before he even stepped on the pitch that he wasn't worth that much, really. And there was a lot of people saying that. Even a lot of Liverpool fans saying... He was not. We should have got him for ten mil less or something like that. Like, which is understandable considering that you could argue that he tried it once, failed once, and what is going to say he's not going to do it again. So he's obviously showing how good he is and his values, obviously. Yeah, it's only been three games, but his value's gone up at probably fifteen mil in about three games. Like, know, yeah, yeah. just it, it's slowly it rising, and um, it's something that yo, uh, Klopp would be just like licking his lip, going, yo, if if he wants to go, we 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 can get a pretty penny out of him right now. I don't know how old he is actually as well, so. His has a like, yes.
1: I'm not 100 percent sure either. Is, he, he, I think he looks old. <laughs> he looks old. Yeah, but. To be honest, I think um, Salah's age, he's going to look older than what he is. I yeah.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, any other kind of big kind of uh, bargain deals you saw or nah, anything? Nah,
1: not like... It's it's funny enough, like obviously clubs take th- their value into account before they buy them. A lot of them are run like a business, so a lot of those, those players aren't going to go over except for the big clubs who are willing to spend stupid amounts of money. Um, I think... Osama Dembele was was one of them. I think he was valued at ninety million euros, and he went for one forty. I think justified, but justified because of the amount of money they made from Neymar. I think exactly a, that's was, the only reason a key why key went. Yeah. So yeah, insane saying that, um, we're going to take a break, and then we'll come back with all uh, Facebook's finest next week's action, and we're going to have a little chat on the on some, mainly the England qualifiers, but we'll have a look at the other internationals as well.
0: And of course, we've got our favorite time of the week, Facebook's finest, the time of the week that we take a bit of uh, appreciation for those keyboard warriors and some of the beautiful posts that they have on all social media routes.
1: Mickey, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Because um, I've got a few this week. You've got a few this week. I've been I've been struggling the last couple of weeks, I must admit Nick, when I've come across it. It must be the people around me getting smarter on the internet. In the internet world but, I will
0: um, prove that uh, wrong right now nah there's a few there's a few funny ones I'll start off with you start you. off yeah. I've got a couple about Ox I, I know you might even have one about Ox I well. do have one about Ox uh, so Oxley chamberlain rejected uh, Chelsea in favour of Liverpool that's like turning down a shag off Megan Fox for a titwank off Hillary Clinton <laughs> Bit
1: of a uh, bit of a... Yeah, sh- I wouldn't agree with that. <laughs>
0: uh, my second Ox one. Oxley chamberlain proving that once you've played for South Phantom, you will still end up at Liverpool somehow. <laughs> there is no escape.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, so true, so true. Well, staying on the Ox subject, um, I might as well bring my one up. And uh, I don't know if he's taking the piss here, <laughs> but I don't think I, any Arsenal fan would find this amusing. I found it absolutely hilarious. And uh, Oxley chamberlain <laughs> commenting on... Um, Liverpool's trip to Man City during the week. Now, just just to remind anyone, his last game for Arsenal was the 4-0 drubbing against Liverpool. Yep. And uh, he quoted, we're in good form going into mm. the Man City game after beating Arsenal 4-0 <laughs> last week. And as I remind you again, he d- was playing for Arsenal at <laughs> that stage. So, good on you, Ox.
0: I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, we got this one from, uh, just says Steve on Twitter. Uh, This was when Barkley was rumoured to go to Spurs on deadline day. The uh, the tweet goes, and Barkley lays it off to Oria. Wonderful cross in. Llorente, what a bullet by Llorente. Real Madrid 7, Tottenham (laughs) 1.
1: Not Uh, bad, not bad. Breaking
0: news also by Sky Sports uh, at at Spurs official. Striker Harry Kane has been seen licking the transfer window. (laughs) (laughs) Vicky,
1: come on. Uh, that's uh, that's all I've got. Um, <laughs>
0: that's all you got. I got more. Don't worry. Oh, uh, keep <laughs>
1: you going, keep going.
0: If you know, after the latest Rooney drink um, driving incident, if Colleen divorces Rooney, she'll have fifty percent of everything. That means even Colleen will have more Premier League medals than Stephen. No,
1: <laughs> that's it. On that we're ending it. We're ending... <laughs>
0: Uh, I also got one more for a, one more. I'll just chuck this one in. Jordan Henderson has there ever been an England player with a bigger gap between how good he is and how good he thinks he is? Big call by uh, by Keith Harrison, who is uh, verified on Twitter, so he actually is a uh, a credible source.
1: I don't agree with that. He he's not up himself. Uh,
0: I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just um being the messenger. Ah. <sighs>
1: We've got, we got to cut that section out, I reckon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing pretty well. Okay, yeah. so we'll go into, you know, I think that our next bit, I want to kind of go into each team. I want you to kind of judge how they've kind of transfer window has been as a whole. And uh, we'll start with Bournemouth. Uh, just we'll go quickly through this because we got, we don't have a lot of time. Um, we've kind of t- touched on this. Bournemouth, good, bad, rating out of 10. Uh,
1: we'll give each other a couple of others, but average probably five.
0: Yeah, they're a team who started really great, and I thought that they were um, they were looking for good things. They brought in some decent players, put some uh, consistency in. And it's just not happening for them this year. Well, yeah, though. maybe it's because how they've started, but um, yeah, I'd give them probably about a six or a seven right now. I think they could have done a bit more later on the deadline day. Yeah, no, fair enough.
1: Uh, Arsenal. Uh, well, they started off well, and I wouldn't say they got a... You know what, I'll give them a seven, just for the sheer fact that, you know, with all the stuff that happened, they actually have held on Sanchez, they bought Lacazette, they bought a couple of others... And, you know, there is a, a lot of problems at Arsenal at the moment, but you know, if they if you asked an Arsenal fan at the start of the year if they held on to Sanchez and got to buy a player like Lacazette, they'd probably take it.
0: I'm gonna go a five. I don't really I thought they were pretty poor. Um yeah, Lacazette having finally having a, an out and out like gun striker is something that Arsenal haven't had for a while, which is good. Um actually What you you rate you but I do rate you but Arsenal doesn't. That's the problem. Well, you know, this is something like I would love Giroud. Like, I've you know, at Spurs, but unfortunately, you know, Arsenal don't see him the same way I do. I love. There's a few players in Arsenal I actually quite enjoy, um, but yeah, I think that they their main position that they try had to um, fix up was their centre back roles and their centre midfield roles. Both haven't been. Um, their reliance on Granite Jacker baffles me to this day. I need them to admit that they're fucked up. There, they still haven't. No, no, I give never. them. I give them a five. Um, and they've also lost. They've also sold off a loss. The Sanchez are uh, holding on to is something that just puts them over a little bit. You know, that's the only thing that kind of they would yep. have a bit of solace Well, for in. now, anyway. If they lost them, I, they'd just about have the worst window. <laughs> yeah. One of the worst windows, considering that Sanchez is a better player than Lacazette. And it would have been,
1: you know, that would have been um, yeah. more out than in. So, um, Brighton, do we? Do they have enough quality to stay up? No. I think their signings are, you know, they're probably the signings that Brighton expected to sign. like that type of signing. But, in all honesty, probably give them about a six. Um... And that's probably been real generous. Uh, they they'll definitely go down. Yeah, this is um like they haven't
0: scored yet, have they? Still, they still haven't scored. Yeah. Like you know, this, and you can't see coming in
1: it coming anytime soon either. That's
0: the problem. Um, you know, signing, spending your last day kind of signing a goalkeeper probably shows about about as much as where you are on the table. Unfortunately, um, I'd give them maybe a four. I think they, you know, I wasn't expecting them to come out and sign, you know, anything massive, but. They just haven't shown as much endeavour as what I was hoping for. We'll move on to Burnley. Um, lost a lot, brought in a little bit. What are we thinking?
1: Well, you know, that they, they've been surprised back in the first three games. Um, they did lose a couple of good players. They picked up a couple of players that, you know, are probably a little bit less than what they've lost. So dealing-wise, I'd probably give them a five as well. I,
0: like, taking out how they've started the season, I would have given them probably
1: a 3 or 4. Yeah, well the, the fact that they start off so well has definitely been a factor.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I think that um you know, I love Chris Wood already considering how good that strike was oh, last week. Like that was yeah. fantastic yeah. in that goal. Um, yeah, I'd give him I'll give him a five bang on. I think exactly. Um Chelsea, they've lost a lot for Four? four? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. This is a tough one for me. Got Murata.
1: The Murata's only anything that's made him go down. They've lost 20 I think it is twenty three players this year. It's ridiculous. I'm
0: trying to like a lot of them are to loan like loans and all that, but Yeah, but at just, the same time
1: they've lost them, like, yeah. like you can't lose that many many players. Well, yet, I I think they're
0: brought in. They've got Rudiger, who's, you know, still hasn't been proven. Bakayoko's is pretty good. Murata's very good. Um, you know, Hazard, the shit Hazard, who's, you know, <laughs> okay. Uh, Zabacosta and Danny Drinkwater. Not a, not many of these are absolutely proven guys. Like there's a lot of risk being taken in
1: signing these guys. No, yeah, exactly right. Um, You know how I just said they lost 20... Unfortunately, they lost 43. 43 players? But that's the actual number of players. Now, a lot of them are no-names. A lot of them are big players as well. So, you know, you're trying to fucking... deflate the club, you know what I mean? You need someone to actually run out there on a Saturday for you, so... Well,
0: isn't all these players supposed to be playing cup games? Isn't this where your second squad or your second stringers are supposed to come into the game?
1: Let me let me pull out some of the names that have left. Yes, give it to me. I'll tell you if they're in Matic, well. Aki, Quadrado, Tor- Tro- Troy... What, what was um, that last one? Troy... <laughs> a- Troy... <Troye. laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Atsu, Bekovic, Schelanke, John Terry, Abraham. He went to Swansea. He's actually... Not, you could play it. Kurt yep. Zuma, yep. Um, Nathaniel Chalobah. You know these kind of players are—they're uh, gonna get your squad, squad over the line. Um, you can, you literally cannot be affording to let them go. You like also got Loftus Cheek. Um, there's a couple of others in there. Mainly the rest that you know you would never have heard of them. Uh, you That's might right, have heard yeah. of Marco van uh, Ginkel. Yeah. Um, obviously, he didn't make much of a much yeah. of an impact down at Chelsea, but. You, you get the point that we're making that these guys are in the real trouble um, just in getting squad depth. Yeah, of um, course. Their first team is as is good as anyone's. Just, just get a, don't, don't get me wrong with that. It's just getting that final product over 38 games is going to be the harder part. What do we think about Crystal Palace? Well, they made a couple of good signings towards the end. Um, I think Sarko is a great acquisition. Yep. I'm willing to give them a six.
0: I like Loftus-Cheek as well. I yeah, Loftus-Cheek Cheek's as really
1: well. Uh, Frozen Menza from yep. Man United on loan. Yep. I think that's a really good signing for both parties and, and him himself. And Rita World from
0: uh, Ajax, another, you know, yes. another uh, Ajax player. I'm
1: a massive fan of uh World. Yeah. I've actually been on to him a couple, for a couple of years. FIFA or? FIFA-based, <laughs> yeah. but then, then I do a bit more research of into course, the player. Yeah. But as I said, he's, he's going to be a good player in the future.
0: Something that I'll, I'm not breaking, but there is potential in this happening. There is a big word coming out that Frank De Boer could get sacked as, as soon as this week. How do you hear that? This is a this is a rumor going around. If there is
1: it, unfortunately, it seems plausible because no, they're going so bad at it, the moment. They're saying, if, and they are the cut runs, and they're all the corners, they're losing everything. There's the a moment.
0: lot of like there's a lot of things coming out saying that if it's going to happen, it's going to happen before this this um first game comes in. Just because you're going to give them a few days to uh, kind of prepare for it for the new manager whoever comes in. There is a huge rumors coming out that this guy and if he does survive this week, if he doesn't win and he drops point or if he loses the game, he's gone. It's It's literally that. That's it's almost a guarantee if they lose this week.
1: You know, it's it's so funny that these days because so cause the Premier League so ruthless. Three games. The, yeah, it's but games. Like they could they could have themselves in a relegation if they even if they sack the ball, replace someone now. This the guy that come in is still in a shit fight. He'll be crawling his way out of relegation for a month for two months.
0: Exactly, and uh, it's a this is a um... It's crazy. I, I it's baffling to me when Sam I back, heard that, get
1: big Sam, back. yeah, I know big Sam. Oh, that'd be amazing, big Sam.
0: I don't care who he goes to.
1: You know, I just want him in. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on. To well, Everton. we did call it. We'd say he'd be in before the end of the year. Well, yeah, definitely. I know, big chance right now. I, I, I think we even said it could be before Christmas.
0: You did, you did definitely. Yeah, yeah you said big Sam would that was one of your big calls. Yeah, big chance. Who knows?
1: Uh, Everton say eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go eight point five. I uh, think they lo- they lost Lukaku it's probably put it down from a nine, but. I mean, what they've got is a wealth of experience, good quality midfielders, probably lacking a little bit up front, but they are going to the next level. The um, In my opinion, if
0: Everton were to really go for a late signing of Costa or Vardy...
1: That would have been a 10.
0: They would have, they would have been the best uh, transfer window. The players yeah. that they brought in, you know, Pickford, fantastic class. Pickford's
1: a great signing. I can't believe they got him for 30. Um, you know, well, R- Ramirez,
0: Keane. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rooney, uh, Sigurdsson uh Vlasic. Yeah, I look at this team and right now my on my uh mock Everton kind of um, draft. Lennon's on the bench, Klassen's on the bench, be- uh, Barkley, Besic, McCarthy. You know They've got backings for a lot, like a backup player for a they, lot of they their got, positions. they got,
1: um, they got backings for Europa League this year, they really do. They could have a really big, and this could be their ticket to the Champions League. Well, you know?
0: something that's really good about them is now they have a really um, decent center combination. Schneiderlin and Gay, or Gay,
1: or however you yeah, put it. Sorry, that, Gay or something. Um, is
0: Gay's coming off, he was, Basically, their best
1: player last season. He was really quiet at Newcastle as well, so it's good to see him. I, I heard a little bit of about him when he was at. Um, I think he, he was at a French club. Was it Lille or Naines? Yeah, it? yeah, yeah. I think but um, yeah. I think he was at Nice, maybe. But um, yeah. yeah, I'd heard a little bit about him. I heard nothing but good reports. He's just a short size player. You know, a bit zippy, probably more of a Kante kind of look, more than, um, yeah. you know, a big solid midfielder, but it's good to see him getting a chance at Everton and, and showing what he's got. He was okay at Newcastle, but he's going to the next level at Everton. Yeah, and
0: I think the all their whole team, like right now, like I'll just, you know, that team right there, and you take out probably Ramirez is probably the weakest player on their starting squad, which is something that's pretty crazy. That's why I said if they were to bring in that one striker, I think they would have just about be worthy of the, like, making the top Morales seven. He played Morales
1: in that team, do yeah. you
0: I, I put Morales in just I because put Davies he's Davies in yeah I, I wasn't too sure Davies is somebody who I had on like he's on my bench obviously he's somebody else trying to kind of figure out who plays those positions and it shows the quality that's on the bench there's yeah, definitely there's some, another and, team there and maybe like maybe the only thing I could say that's against Everton is that they probably bought too many midfielders in terms yeah, of like and yeah. too many attacking mids like they've got two centre mids right now as I said Gay and uh, Schneiderlin who are fantastic both of them I think should be playing this week as well I think Schneiderlin's coming back from an injury so this is um like Rick cards. Re- Sorry, yeah, injury of being uh, being a dickhead. A <laughs> <Yeah>. dickhead. <laughs> Unfairly being a dickhead, but But yeah, it was. Oh, God, that was shocking. Um that, that was a Guerrero one, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think that Everton are coming out really nicely. Lukaku and Quir- so is he even back this week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he is, yeah.
1: It wasn't two games in the city
0: game, was it? It was he only got a one game ban. Oh it did that's yeah. Um so and um, we'll move on
1: to Huddlesfield. Um, they did okay. Um, you, you think of the most business they did earlier. They did sign our boy on a permanent transfer, which is <laughs> which could be become a, a very valuable signing for them. So I give them a six. I think like you know, Deportre,
0: um, Moy, um, Meunier, like you know, the players are kind of coming in or and straight away kind of
1: having an impact. In terms of what they've lost, like I can't. It pretty much the difference between them and Brighton, really. The difference that their players have come in and done.
0: Yeah, and like I was just, I'm not saying Brighton's done poor in terms of their their window, but like you can only. A lot of it is guesswork when you when you're signing a lot of players. It's hard to kind of guarantee who's going to be able to succeed in the Premier League. There There is a lot of season left, yep. but uh, yeah, I'd give them probably a seven. Uh, Leicester.
1: Well, on Harry Maguire alone, I'd give him seven. Inatru. Well, he's doing nothing.
0: Yeah, but he's still there. Uh, yeah, they haven't lost much. The only thing they've really lost is he Danny. Dr- is yeah, well, India, um, Danny, Danny Drinkwater, Drinkwater.
1: and, and uh, they kept Mares, which I think is huge, and they kept Vardy, which is huge. So I'll, I will give him a seven. I think that's it that, that had a sell. Yeah. Like
0: where's Morgan and Maguire at the back, it's a pretty decent combination.
1: And we've got enough. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, it's some decent players in there. I, I'd give him probably about
0: a seven as well. Liverpool, what are we thinking? Just give me a quick rating, and then I can seven. Seven, yeah, I think that's probably that's fair. The, uh, the thing about yeah. Liverpool is that the main thing that they came into needing was a centre back, and, and they didn't, never got yeah, one. They didn't yeah. and a keeper. And it's unfortunate, yeah,
1: and keeper. They, they got Robertson at the left back, which I think could be a, yeah. become a really valuable signing. We, we, you know, it reminds me of Liverpool at the moment. Reminds me of a guy that is on steroids and is massive at the top <laughs> and never trains legs. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, they are the top heavy. They are a top heavy yeah. team,
0: and. I wonder, like, you know, the Sarko thing. Like, imagine if Sarko was there, maybe he would get a chance. get a
1: chance, you know, yeah. But it, it, was, it was never to be. Um, and if they got Van Dyke, would have been as high as a nine.
0: Yeah, of course. I think that's, that's the key one. And they kept Coutinho too. Out. Don't forget that. And, you yeah, and know, imagine they got Van Dyke and Thomas Lamar. Oh. And lost Coutinho. Probably, would
1: have been a pretty good team. Yes. Because that's what would well, I would rather have had Van Dyke by himself than Coutinho. Yeah, I don't know. Not even Thomas Lamar. Uh, Manchester City. Manchester City, I'd say about a nine. I think their defence is just turned into absolute armour. And, um, you know, it'll take them a couple of weeks to jail, don't forget, don't get me wrong. But, you know, Pep's literally gone out there and he goes, this is what, and pretty much done exactly what Liverpool, the opposite of Liverpool. They, they've addressed what they've got their issues with and he's just gone out there and done it and bought the players. I'm going to go eight. I'm gonna go an eight.
0: Um, I think there's something that they still don't have as a, a quality centre backs. I don't know if they have as much company. As what... Company's good he's getting old he's very injury prone he can't I don't think he's somebody we tr- I'd trust to play every 38 game eight
1: games yeah. yeah
0: um Stones is still unproven um what Otamendi Otamendi makes mistake after mistake he's not exactly um an absolute reliable one I'm very surprised Man City didn't go for Van Dijk I think that um yeah, it, is it, it makes it makes a lot of sense for him to kind of come over he would have been the I think he would have been the last piece of the puzzle he would have pushed up to a 10 in my opinion for for what their yeah. transfer window was but they have had a very very solid one maybe I'm rating him on a curve what about Johnny can't...
1: Evans went there.
0: Well, yeah, I don't know. What well, Johnny Evans is somebody. I
1: is just a solid defender? Yeah, he's a
0: solid defender. I don't no think don't know if he's uh is good enough to kind of get into that squad. But I don't. Well, know. Well, he was
1: at Man United for a good seven, eight years. Yeah, it's
0: true. Like, it's um like I'm rake. I'm eight. My eight is on a curve because how much money they do have. So kind of I can't give.
1: Yeah, but it make... We're talking about the players. So... Yeah, of course. Um, so Man United. I I give Man United nine. a nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I give them... uh, draw a city. I think they've done really well. They got the Lukaku. They've um, got Matic, which I reckon will be close to the signing of the summer. So, yeah, nine. No They've signed signed four players. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, Lindelof. But it's a, it's a game-changer kind of four all, players. All of them are going to be featured this
0: season. Uh, Lindelof, Lukaku, Matic, and Ibra. And, yeah, again, this is like having that kind of strike force with Ibra, Lukaku, and Martial being kind of a backup. And
1: Rashford. And Rashford. Like, this is...
0: How, how hard is this going to be to stop when all this is up and going? Oh,
1: it'll be impossible. Is It'll be a matter if the teams could outscore... United whether they can defend him. And the thing is they haven't lost anything. They they really haven't. In terms of their outs,
0: the only notable out is Wayne Rooney. And that's something that, you know, was gonna happen and he wasn't if he did play this yeah, season, exactly. he wasn't getting games. So it doesn't matter. Nah, really, no, no way, not in a while. As I think you know, someone said he I think you might have said this, he just frees, frees up the wage bill and that's yeah, that's that's his best kind of finger right
1: now. Newcastle. I give them a two. Yep, agreed. Okay. I don't <laughs> want to hear anything about Newcastle at the moment. I think Mike Ashley's <laughs> fucked them over, really, and I would not be surprised to see Rafa Benitez walk out of Newcastle within two to three months.
0: Okay, big one. Yeah, that's. I, I just, yeah, I think they've just had no. As I said before, ambition's a huge thing. Not only that, it's not like they haven't had ambition; they just haven't had any backing behind them, and it's just been unfortunate to see. Because I feel I really enjoy live, uh, Newcastle when they're up and running.
1: San, yeah. San so San do I part. think everyone does.
0: Uh, yeah, their victory over West Ham shows that they do have potential for the season. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be interesting to see how they go. Southampton.
1: Um, you know they kept Van Dyke, which is good for them. But I don't know how, how much they're going to regret that because he's so adamant on leaving. It's not funny. Um, I give them a five just the sheer fact that they kept Van Dyke. Yeah, I give them, I'd say
0: probably a six. Like, there's not really too much Van yeah, Dyke. Nothing huge really ha-
1: must happen down at yeah, the. Um, yeah,
0: that the, so the best thing. thing is for the first year and a few years that they actually signed. They kept on to their player. That's something yeah. that they just usually just. Um, You know Give off to Liverpool And it's just kind of that That standard kind Which of I wish
1: they did Yeah one. it would have been great This, this is, is probably
0: the one I wanted the most yeah. as well <laughs> uh, Stoke City
1: I, I think Stoke City Have done pretty well this, this Yeah they You know they're really Starting to get A good couple of seasons Where it wasn't just A one season one Where they went and bought You know some notably Big name players I'm going to give them a 7 yeah, I just think that they, you know, they, um, Darren Fletcher is a,
0: as I said before, solid. A solid. He's nothing more than solid, but he, he's somebody who could fit right into that. Um, and still of
1: experience at men United. Exactly.
0: I think Zuma's a really great signing. Yeah, Zuma's great. Uh, Hesse's really good. Like, yeah. obviously, Hesse's proving. I think mean, Kevin Wimmer and, you know, coming in, uh, they have a lot of centre backs stoked, too. So it's interesting to see who's going to be um, starting there. Yeah. And I, I don't know. We maybe... sure
1: crossed to sign a new contract with him as well. Exactly.
0: And, like, there's, they, in terms of what they've lost, they lost Walters. Um, and Adavich is gone, of course yeah there are there are some like kind of takeaways from that you could go either way I I don't know I like the stroke team right now I think they've got a bit of quality in there and something that like I wouldn't have said a few years ago which yeah, is good yeah definitely ah uh, Swansea uh they've tried <laughs> they've really I, tried I give,
1: you know what I'll give them six because they're players that they've got it can turn to absolute stars for them and you know it could potentially you know we could be sitting back at six months going, you know, the guys that they got turned out to be better than the ones they already had. So I'll give them six.
0: Yeah, I think, well, Boney and Sanchez are huge.
1: Like, you know, yeah, they've they're, been... they're they've literally replaced what they lost.
0: Yeah, and uh, I I probably agree. I think a six is about right. You know, they've lost, obviously they've lost Sigerson which is huge. They've lost a lot of players on, like, loans and all that. And Florida lot of players have been released, but that doesn't really mean too much. Uh, we'll move on to Spurs. Spurs made finally made their moves later, like, late in the transfer window, as always. Signing probably three notables as a... Uh, Sa- Sanchez, Aurea And Lorente L-
1: Only losing Walker What are we thinking? At the end of the day Like I think Probably seven With we Liverpool I think they, were, they I reckon they probably Did as good as Liverpool You know they, they made a profit In the end By getting Aurea And losing Walker You know what I mean Like they made a 25 million pound Profit for a player That's probably At the same level it's yeah. not
0: higher. I I think I give them an eight. I think they were better. I don't know. I think just in terms of because in a lot of transfer windows is um it's not only who you buy to you hang on to. It's a lot of a lot of um. People would have said that you know, Ali Kane, Eriksson would have been gone by the end of this window. So for them to hang on to them and also, very easily too, yeah, like there's a lot of money. Like a lot of money could have been splashed at those guys, and for them to hang on to them, a lot, a lot of them, like especially Kane, kind of even saying and coming out and saying that I'm going to stay. Basically, I'm going, I want to break every record I can at this club. Huge, huge for this. Like, yeah, thing. You know, money talks, so we'll see how that works in a couple of years' time. And, but yeah, and I the think, money will come in, yeah, money definitely will be coming for them at some stage. I think, you know, they've, they've tightened up their defense, don't know if they really needed to. they replaced Walker, which is fantastic for half the price, as you said. Um, the only thing I think we really needed was a winger, like something like a real, like, no, I would have just, I'll, I'm just gonna say, I would have loved a South American winger. I just think we don't have that. We have yep. a very, um, I would have loved Mane as well. I mean, Lamella? Oh, is useless. He's quick. Oh, or or Mane. <laughs> I, South American or Marnay. I, I we can. You never get Marno. We'll but... get him on um, loan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Watford. Um, yeah, I really. I'm. Yeah. Also, hey, yeah, huge. yeah. I reckon they've done some really good players, like even players like Richarlison, he's turning to. You know, he looks really good. On, and Andre Gray. Andre Gray. Chalabar. Um, Chalabar. You know, they got cleverly on a permanent deal. this This team's moving. This team's moving from that that kind of relegation battle team to probably a more solid West Brom. Even higher kind of team that, that hopefully over the next couple of years they establish themselves as a, as a proper Premier League team.
0: They didn't really lose anything as well, not really mm-hmm. too much that, of any note. So it's that's I really I like that
1: they wanted to hold on to any, hold on to anyway.
0: Yeah, and I think that I, I'm I'd be very happy if I was a Watford fan coming out of this. I think yep. that they're a team that will, um, will do well. Will challenge a lot of top teams in terms of when they come to Watford. I think they're going to they're going to worry some teams. Um, West Brom.
1: Uh, I think they did well holding on to Johnny Evans, uh, making a couple other signs. I'm going to give him a four, six. Six? Yeah. Yeah, bringing in
0: Rodriguez is good. I think yeah. that, um, yep. yeah, Gareth Barry's someone that's an interesting one. I never player. really talked, yeah, just a solid player. I never really talked about him, but, yeah, you know, just a uh, an out and out solid player. Someone who's I'm pretty sure he holds
1: the record for the most consistent games in the Premier League. Yeah.
0: And, uh, yeah, I think Kieran Gibbs is really good. Yeah, Kieran Gibbs uh, is a solid The PSG guy that's name, I'm just not even going to try Kuros-yaksh. Yeah, Yeah, Uh We're
1: going get- to. <laughs> I just started mumbling words together. Kuroshnyak. <laughs>
0: they did lose Fletcher, which is, yeah, I guess, is uh, you can. consider. But him with
1: Barry. But, yeah. Replacement back That's almost like a like for like there. Mm.
0: And finally, West Ham. This is interesting now because before the season started, you probably would have said that they were probably an eight and a half, nine to. Nah, I wouldn't have done. said that
1: high. I would have said seven. Oh Jesus! I, I still think six and a half. It's just the results have gone the wrong way.
0: Yeah, it's um. You know, Zav- Zav- Zavalez made mistakes, and Adovich is an idiot, and he got red, red carded. Heart, Hart, you know, heart's conceded so many goals. A lot. I wouldn't say all of them, been his fault. I think yeah. only only a couple of them. I think he could have done better at. Yeah, but um. And Hernandez has done well. Yeah, you know, he's he's been showing what he can do when he has actual supply. But yeah, um, in terms, of, I don't know. There's just there's something there. I think they, something wrong at rest. I would have loved, loved. I would have loved for them to get Sanchez. I think that he would have been a really good. Who, who goes first, De Boer or Bilic? Uh, De Boer. De Boer will go. I'm I'm pretty confident
1: De Boer's going from from my from my uh, inside sources. <laughs> Hopefully, he actually knows before the knife gets driven into his back. But unfortunately, in football. <laughs> the last person to normally find out is him.
0: Oh, okay. So you want to go into the international s- scheme of things? Australia have just, um, just one, won one, 2-1, so they're, um, they're a chance to get through the water. To
1: just a tiny, tiny, tiny touch into the, to yes. the, um, to the internationals. I've noticed that England have been, you know, they they played multiple the other way, 4-0. They won a bit Slovania, uh Slovakia, sorry 2-1 yep. last night. I have this feeling from the England fans that they are really... Like they, these guys are winning games of football at the moment, and they still can't please the fans, which I find baffling. E- the English fans are the hardest type, are the hardest
0: fans to please in terms of that. They don't, they don't want to win. They want to, they want to make statements every game, and like sometimes you just, Gotta especially win. in these yeah. qualifiers and that. That yeah, England
1: will get through. Like there's no, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. They're, they're not going to struggle. I think they've got like a 35 non-loss
0: streak in in qualifiers. There you go. And it's just like they're not gonna, they're not gonna um knock over Russia. So. It's yeah, you can't please everybody. I think that it's just, a good
1: yeah. I just wish the England fans would probably just be a little bit more realistic of, of what team you've actually got, and and when you're competing against teams with teams like France and Germany and and Spain even and, and, and Brazil, that your team does not make does not make cut the mustard. It really doesn't. Like you got some, you got probably one world class player in that team, Harry Kane, and you don't even reckon he's world class yet, and he probably he probably isn't quite there yet.
0: Not not an international level, I don't think.
1: You know just just be patient you know you've got another year rush another year to rush out um you know let these players play in it together with a little bit less pressure like you guys as a nation just drive yeah pressure into this into this starting 11 and you've got to wonder why and you, yeah you' just wonder why your golden generation never won anything it's probably because you just put so much hope into the into the into those players and they just can never gel and they can just they're all so tight and you know yeah and 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 under pressure from from the supporter base, that they have never been a chance to get you know to play well. And as yeah, as an advice from someone who, who kind of like as I said, my mum's from England, so I kind of have a soft spot for them. And you know, the McConaughey second team in, in the internationals because the show normally goes out pretty early. Yep. um, just fucking back up a bit. What what
0: do you think uh, right now? If you were to fast forward to the World Cup, where do you think England get knocked out? Because
1: they won't win it. What's the St- if- start of the 16. Start at 16. Yeah, probably playing against Germany. Who oh, you... Getting a ball from Frank Lampard, put into the post, goes <laughs> in by a meter, and then gets disallowed. <laughs> do you? Who's your? Who would be your early pick to win it?
0: Just France. France.
1: Yeah, yeah I'm I... at the moment. They look good, don't they? They look so Another good. Another year, two under their belt, they're going to be crazy. Yeah, who are, makes that starting eleven? I don't know. They are
0: backups to backups. Like that's the thing. They have three teams. They have three
1: world class th- teams. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: ridiculous. Um, you also wanted to touch on the uh, on Dalielli fingering someone or something, something like that. I don't yeah, know. the, the roof
1: finger. <laughs> I think it's been blown out of proportion. He just, <laughs> he's just unlucky that it got caught on TV and. It's Being not unlucky, and I've been yeah. looking in the talk sports today, and they've got a whole debate on it. And I'm just, just like, give it a rest.
0: It's I love what you say. it's unlucky. It, there's cameras everywhere. There's no way he's <laughs> gonna get away with that. You think? That,
1: <coughs> do you think that he anyone hear his which, excuse that he's giving it to Kyle Walker? Yeah, I
0: guarantee. I, I agree, hundred percent. I think it's hilarious. Like, yeah, but it's like, no, I don't think that he could have. Um, he could have actually done it to the ref. I don't think that there's. He, I don't think he's that dumb. I think he's fiery. I don't think he's that dumb. And he, and he did hold it up for a long time. Yeah, like he knew what he. I, I like to think he would have known what he's doing. He's not a John Joe Shelby. He's not an absolute dickhead. Yeah. He's a bit of a fiery character. I sometimes. did. Uh, I
1: did hear Gareth South, Southgate in the in the press conference, and I don't think he even believed him when he said that he, he was giving it to Carl Walker. But <laughs> it's funny, but it is yeah. what it is, kind of thing. But we'll move on to like to our final segment is just the predictions for this week and. We're starting off with an absolute banger, Nick. Yes. Uh, Manchester City versus Liverpool, you know, top of the table clash. Oh, not sorry. No, it is. I'm thinking of United and City mixed up. But, you know, this is a massive three points for both these teams.
0: Uh, well, you forgot to mention that I'm still 3-0 up on terms of uh, our predictions. You haven't. No, what, I didn't you, forget to mention You haven't, be, <laughs> you haven't mention it. beat me uh, once. I'm um, still waiting for a challenge, but... Yeah, what you need to do is start predicting correct scores, which I'll do right now. Um, City, Liverpool. I expect goals, but I think that there won't be any for Liverpool this week. I just think with the whole... Mm, yeah, look at that look from Mickey. Um, Just with the whole thing going on with Coutinho, I'd love to see if Coutinho's going to play. It'd be interesting to see it doesn't that. doesn't matter. Um, I think that there will be a 2-0 victory to City.
1: It'll be a 3-2 win to Liverpool. The we'll have the, the Woodover City. That's all right. Like, everything. Firmino always scores yeah. against City. But... I agree to disagree. Um, Arsenal, Bournemouth, huge game for both teams. What do you reckon, Nick?
0: Yeah, Bournemouth need to get off the mark. Like, I'll get, hopefully get a win on the board at least. Um, Arsenal need to kind of get that monkey off their back after their 4-0 drumming. I think Arsenal should win this quite easily. Uh, I'll go with a 3-1. I don't think the defence is good enough to hold King and Defoe goalless. So I think that one of them will score and they'll win
1: 3-1. Yeah, I actually, I actually completely agree with that scoreline. 3-1, I think, to Arsenal. I think... Arsenal are going to go out there with the points to prove I reckon Sanchez will play And I reckon Lacazette like will play Surely Wenger will learn from his mistakes From that one um, Moving on to Brighton versus West Brom I guess, you know I can just see West Brom picking Brighton off for a couple So uh, I'm thinking 2-0 I can't see Brighton scoring Definitely just probably one of the strongest defences in the Premier League
0: For this, this I was a going to say 2-0. I was also going to say 1-0 because I think West Brom might just do that typical West Brom thing, score and put everyone behind the ball. They are playing away, so it sounds like something that they would do. Um, I'll go 2-1. Just, I'm i just praying for that goal. I think like, I just want them to get that monkey off at this stage. Yeah, I can't see it happening this week, to be honest. <laughs> um, Everton versus Spurs. Huge. Um, this is a big game considering that you know Spurs haven't got off to a fantastic start. Everton have had a tough draw and they're continuing their tough draw. Uh, this is a, a renowned draw. Every t- Usually every time we play them, we draw 1-1. One, one, so I'm going well, to stick with the 1-1 one, one draw. I
1: literally was going to say 1-1. Well, one.
0: unfortunately you can't copy me. You know
1: what? I'll do 2-2 two, two then because I'll stick with this the <laughs> draw. I like it. Um, Leicester versus Chelsea.
0: Uh, this, is, well, this is at King Power. So this is, um, this is actually quite a good game. Toy, yeah. I actually like this one. Um, I'm going to go with for go Leicester win. I think Leicester will win 2-1. Uh, I
1: don't think it's going to... What happened that way? I think it's going to be the other way around. I think Chelsea are going to win two one on that one. I think Chelsea are starting to hit some good form. I think Murata will even score if you want to even put that into Ooh. into this thing. But yeah, Murata and Avardi will be scorers. Southampton versus Watford, big game. I like this one. This is a really cool one that I think
0: um, Southampton heavy favourites according to betting agencies, which, which is, is surprising, which is what really surprised because you Watford are currently five currently playing five dollars fifty. It's huge for a victory. We should put ten bucks on that. Yeah, no, actually, I might. I might get, I uh, might get some money on uh, bets responsibly, kids. Um, but yeah, the, I'm going to go with a shock win. Well, shock according
1: to the betting agencies, win to Watford one 0 Because oh, can it's you th- stop saying the score line? I'm going to say. Uh, mate, I just kind of, I'm just. Oh, well, you know, what? I'm not prepared to go any different on that one, so I'm going to go one nil. Here we go. Yeah, yep, yeah, go on. <laughs> uh, next is Stoke versus Man United. I'm going to do the, the, the first one for this one, so you can't <laughs> copy me. Um, Stoke's defence is solid. United's, United's attack is stronger. I still think that Stoke might score. 3-1. Oh, I was going to say that. No, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> United still haven't conceded
0: yet, I don't think. So could this be the game? I don't know if they have the firepower up front. That's the only thing that Stoke kind yeah, of they Guessing. struggle at. I think yeah, Hesse is probably their only one. But I think that when you've got one, everyone relying on one player to kind of do something magical, it's... It, it's kind of a recipe for disaster. I think that United will win. I think it'll be a just a simple two nil
1: victory at the cold night at Stoke. Not fair enough. And for Frank De Boer's last game, <laughs> um, Burnley versus Palace, I actually think Burnley going to win. I think they're going to win one nil. Um, I think I can't see where the goals for Palace are coming, even though they've got Ben Teke. Um, I
0: can't I can see many I can't, goals. I can't <laughs> see
1: Burnley getting any more than one with the sack of the new song at Palace, but I think that's going to be the score. What's your thoughts?
0: I think Palace will win this, just on the sole basis that Burnley are the reverse of what they were last year. They don't win at home, they win away. They get points <laughs> away. So I think that there will be a victory to Palace. I'm going to say it's going to be 2-1
1: Palace. That's a big call, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I just think that yeah. I wonder what the betting on on that one.
1: Um, <laughs> this is a good chance for both these clubs to get a couple of wins and and start to push their way up a season. Uh, Newcastle versus Swansea. Um, I I personally think that Newcastle will Woo-hoo. will not win. Oh, <laughs> are you about to say? <laughs> I know. I think Wilford Brony will score, and it'll be one 0
0: This is a good game. I'm actually. Um, yeah. Th- there's a few like lower t- uh, lower ties that are really interesting.
1: They're double headers, really. They're yeah, six pointers.
0: Like I, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I think that I, I like the firepower that Swansea have brought in. I, I like Newcastle, but I think away from home they will struggle. I think it's going to be a what do you say one one nil. I'm going to say two nil.
1: Okay. Uh, and um, the last game for the thing could we'll be could be
0: Billich's final game yeah, as could well. Could be
1: Billich's <laughs> final game if they lose this one. And I'm going to just go with the Aramoy theme, and I'm going to go Huddersfield two 0 No. Do you actually think that or are you? I want to believe. I Want to believe me? <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna go for that
0: middle ground. I don't think that West Ham will win. I don't think Huddersfield will. I think it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a stock one-one draw. And I just think that it will kind of. Village won't get the sack because of this, but he will He'll be on the plate. He will be his on, head's
1: on the thing now.
0: And yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be tough. And considering that you know next week that they have West Brom away like West Brom they won't, score, Brong, yeah. they won't <laughs> score there <laughs> they'll lose they're guaranteed to lose 1-0 there so it's going to be interesting Um, I'm waiting like hopefully this week you can get some decent picks on Um, before we go I want to give a shout out to the two guys that seem to um, always listen to this from Wigan which um big shout out to them as always too Is listened, it? thanks listen, guys listen to every show so if you guys we are, might
1: have to um, bring up a couple of Wigan facts and, and, and let them know how they're going each week so uh, I'm sure they know we, that already know <laughs> we don't want to embarrass ourselves yeah <laughs>
0: They're like, ooh, Wigan.
1: Wigan. <laughs> we're going to have like a Wigan section yeah. after, right after Facebook's finest.
0: Fa- yeah, we're just like 20 minutes on Wigan. I'd be happy to do that. As yeah, long I don't like mind that. Any, any, any new... uh any if Roberto
1: Martinez has gone back there. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's him listening. <laughs> maybe. No, he wouldn't be in Wigan anymore. But yeah, uh, shout out to those guys. If thank you, guys. If
0: you guys want to leave a review and let us know what you think, thank you very much. <laughs> He's like, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. We're forced to listen to this. We all laugh at it. (laughs) Ah, too easy. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. If you like what you
1: hear, leave a review. Mickey Kennedy, take us out. Well, another big week in the Premier League this week and uh, a normal show will be back on Tuesday. So... Join us for all the action and all the results.
0: It's going to be the best season of the Premier because we are going to be taking you every step of the way through
1: it.